Restoring the balance of pro wrestling radio. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. We are live on the Information Super. How are we glorious Sunday to all? How you doing, Tez? Welcome, everybody. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm all right. I'm have you, all right. Have How's you recovered from wrestling burnout, Tez? Wrestling burnout, uh, Cardiff illness. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Got- I mean, I probably should probably shouldn't be vaping today, but um, very bad. yeah, it's very bad for me. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a pretty much. There was wrestling burnout. There was whatever I uh, I I got in the in Cardiff that just debilitated me, as people would have seen on on Ministry of Horror on Tuesday, the sixth stream. Um, yeah, no, I'm all right. I'm all right though today. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. I've watched all of Cobra Kai. Done. Wow. Showed no mercy to my Netflix account, and I kicked his ass. It was great. It is done. Yeah, amazing. I loved it. So, review over. There we go. Review over. It was great. I thought it was brilliant. But we watched all of Cobra Kai, and I've realised I've got the luxury of time now. Uh, I've stopped singing in the Bon Jovi tribute band. Uh, I've completely quit. So, what's great is I've just got myself so much more time. I've done it since lockdown ended, basically, every two or three weeks. And it just kept on going and going. And I've just realised that last night I spent a bit of time doing MOS stuff and like working on a website for, for blogs and stuff. More on that later. But, um, you know, and, and wrestling news and things for MOS. And then Meryl and me went out for a walk around Pool Bay. And I was like, bloody hell, I've literally got the luxury of time. Uh, <laughs> it's not sound really like, oh, well, but it's just amazing. I just, it's just brilliant because I've literally done it since lockdown. I was like, my God, this is great because I mean, I've got my own business and I'm working like five days, five, six days a week anyway. And it yeah. takes up a lot of time doing all MOS stuff, which I enjoy. And I was doing this other thing, which was all right. But like, I've just gained like luxury of time, and I could do Vegas stuff. Do like, it's it's quite cool. Uh, I, it sounds weird because obviously I wasn't being forced to do it, but it's just to realise I've got this. It's brilliant. Don't. It sounds weird, Tess. I'm just every weekend now, <laughs> not every, not not like two weekends a month. Every weekend I've got time. Time. It's great, Tez. I love it. It's really the luxury good. of time. Back. The luxury of time is worth. It's priceless, Mister Priceless. And I think it's yeah. it's great. I love it, man. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> it, it's hard to explain how happy I am about it. Uh, not to oh, I'm not, nice. not, just just brilliant. Because uh, literally since lockdown ended, so how long's that? Like summer last year. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm dead dead happy about that, man. I'm I'm actually nice. quite quite excited about the the time sort of situation. Go out for go out for days out and stuff. And some other stuff. It's rather than sort of think, oh God, uh, you know, I'll be away a weekend next weekend. I've got to sort of oh, chill out this one because next weekend I went and I can just go away and do my own thing. It's really good. Just do your own thing, yeah. Pumped, mate. I'm pumped. I'm going to do lots of different things. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite excited about that. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. And I've had a great few few days, really. It's been busy. I've been working on a website. I'm, I'm working on a website for, for the MOS network um, because I want to, like, Bericles, is, I spoke to Bericles, he's interested in some blogs and, and writing some blogs and news reports and things like that on the wrestling. There's always news that happens all the time, and it'd be good for the MOS network, I feel, to have that popping up rather than us just being live on a Sunday or a few days a week when there's wrestling events. Like, you know, uh, going up, posting up a news piece or an opinion piece from Bericles. So if anyone, also, if anyone else is out there on the uh, podcast world, if anyone would like to uh, contribute, please do contact us and let us know. Bericles says he's going to put his uh, writing degree to use now, which he's happy about. Um, so I think that'd be quite cool. And it'd be good for the whole network as well. So I'm, I'm sort of doing a lot of back end stuff and 
I've been uh, doing a lot. I just I get quite into doing a lot of back end stuff on the MOS network and trying to work out a few things. Like I, I think it started working, which I'm quite happy about. We've been charting in Australia and Ireland and Indonesia now, so the podcast is getting out to more people. Because I think before it all, all the change happened in May, the back end stuff we didn't realize about it. So I've sort of dove deep into that back end stuff and uh, sort of sort it out. I've dived deep into the back end, Tess. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing this, wrong with that. Get into is, it. Is it this? Is that the kind of podcast we're becoming? Yes, diving deep into the back end. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Enjoy it, guys. And um, <laughs> and of course, um, hey Mazzy, how you doing? Hello, everybody in the chat. Welcome everybody in the chat. Good to have you all here. Um, of course, what you know. Yeah, the, the Queen died Friday. Was it Friday, Thursday? Uh, Friday, I think. Yeah, that's a bit weird, wasn't it? Thursday. Yeah. It was Thursday, wasn't it? Uh, this week. Yeah. Thursday. Queen passed away this week. Yeah. Thursday, man. Oh. And we get a day off next week for it. So that's good. Oh, yeah. The right way to phrase it. I don't know. Uh, next you bank holiday. Bank holiday, yes. Get yeah. bank holiday. So, but yeah, uh, rest in peace to Queen. I'm not really a royal person, but, you know, I guess she's been around forever since we've been around, hasn't she? And our parents have been around and probably our grandparents have been around, you know, if they're still around. So it's uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? I guess it's quite interesting. But yeah, um, here we go. Not much to say about it, really. Is there? <laughs> no. It's a lot of pomp and circumstance and lots of boring TV. But there we oh, go. God, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Let's, follow, let's follow this car driving six hours. Oh, God, yeah. I did see, like, news Bloody alert hell. saying, like, first images of the Queen's casket have appeared. And I thought... That's really quite strange. Six isn't hours it? on like... TV today, just like uh, an open sort of glass limo driving six hours from one part of Scotland to another part, and they're just following it on a helicopter. Six hours, mate. Mm, yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, d- I mean, I don't. I, I'm not going to talk about like the monarchy and all that stuff, like yeah. whatever. But in terms of just the fact of following around a coffin. Seems a bit weird. Does seem a bit weird. Does seem a little bit weird. Like the fun- funeral itself will be a, a big event. I get that. Mm. Following the coffin around for hours. Mm. But, yeah, I guess people want to see it though. I'm not interested in seeing that really. But uh, yeah. So question, uh, Tez. Do you think if she had passed the week before, would Clash at the Castle have happened? Because she passed away on the Thursday night. Friday, we had uh, we you know the the king and all that stuff, and of course they used Cardiff Castle where we were seeing people queuing up to see the Undertaker's wrestling coat. Mm. Um, would they have had Clash at the Castle the, the day after? Do you think it would have been out? Because all the Premier League and Football League got cancelled, all the sport events in the UK got cancelled mm. this weekend. I reckon, I reckon they still would have done. But what they'd have done is just every wrestling, every match, they'd have had someone at the face doing like a up there. This is for you, Queen, and then doing like a British Bulldog move or something. I think that's what they would have done. Just like when it's Eddie's anniversary of uh, of his partner's birthday, everyone's just like, "Viva yeah. Rasa!" This is for you, Eddie. Everyone have been like, "R.I.P. Queen." Maybe I reckon they might have cancelled it. Oh, I don't know. It's a bit big money. I mean, I know, I know, it's money the, with the, the rest uh, with the sorry, the football, but yeah, it's... but they can rebook the football, can't they? That's the thing. Yeah. Mm. The, hey, Grant Wilkinson, uh, oh, uh, he says taxpayers' money being used. It's true. So there we go. That's our, that's yeah, our, our opinion. Let's not go into that. Let's yeah, not go into that because I agree. And there we go. So, Tez, it's just an interesting week. And thank you for everyone for checking out the MOS Network. Tonight, we are here tonight to talk about all the wrestling news from around the world. There's been so much wrestling and so much news, including where we'll see him punk. Will we see CM Punk again, mm. ever again? Who knows? This week in wrestling history, the 211 quiz, and much, much more. So, Tez, shall we get into the wrestling news? 
Yeah, let's get let's get into the news. Let's go. So, first up, Bobby Fish. Money left on the table with Red Dragon and FTR. Uh, while speaking with Steve Ford on NBC Sports, Fish was asked about using uh, real-life issues on screen, and Fish gave his own experience recently where he believed there was money left on the table with FTR. I've had things go down recently with people that are true pros, and again, money left on the table. I'll come out and say it, money left on the table when it came to Red Dragon and FTR. And some of it veered into some real life stuff, but yet you have four guys that are professional. You know, I have nothing but respect, obviously, for Kyle O'Reilly, but also for Dax and Cash. But, you know, testosterone is in all of us and tempers flare. And that sort of contention, I think, at times is good for pro wrestling. I think it's something pro wrestling is missing that was probably apparent in the 80s, maybe. And it could use some of it now. The competition, unfortunately, in pro wrestling has gotten to the point where it takes place in the locker room where nobody gets to see it. No one gets the benefit from it. No one gets to actually make money on it. It's become so um, cooperative um, what will be put out in front of people. What we need is a little bit more competition in the ring, not in the fucking locker room. Like, don't be a locker room politician like CM Punk because that gets nobody anywhere and that makes nobody money except him. Yes. I don't know. Well, while you're reading that, uh, Daniel Skeet, Skeetes, how does that read, Tez? Uh, uh, yeah, Skeet, Skeet, Skeetes. Daniel Skeets became an MOS member. Welcome to the MOS oh, community. Welcome. Daniel Skeets, thank you very much for signing up for the MOS memberships. We really appreciate doing your support in the MOS network. And we really appreciate if any of you guys who are watching now want to join Daniel, click that join button under here and become an MOS member. It very much helps out the network and you get bonus content here, including the awesome MOS emojis and Ministry of Marvel and some other stuff coming soon so thank you very much daniel uh so what do you think about bobby fish uh tez oh man is it, he, do you agree there's money left on the table when it, the thing is like red dragon were basically in aw for a, i guess you could say a cup of coffee they just weren't both fit or available for very long it seemed mm. um i would have loved to have seen red, red dragon vftr red dragon v a lot of the teams um <clears throat> but kind of like with uh Oh, God, I've got a frog in my throat. <coughs> kind of like with uh, their run in NXT, Ribbit. More often than not, Bobby Fish was getting injured. And yeah. I know I don't know how many kind of injuries he's had in AEW, but I know that there was that weird promo when the rest of the guys in the uh, Undisputed Elite were injured, and they were like, well, you're not going to... You can't tag with Kyle because he's injured. You can't tag with Adam. Yeah, Adam Cox is injured. And no one's going to tag with Bobby, which I just thought, well, that's a bit odd because it sounds as though he is fit, but they just don't yeah, want to yeah. tag with him. Um, I don't know. He's been quite outspoken recently, and it's a good thing, I think. You know, probably making a bit of money on the side. Now he's got his bread. You know where his bread is buttered, and can probably make a bit of money off a podcast. I feel or something. Mm. I so he's not worried about where he goes, and he can probably get some good independent bookings as well. Yeah, uh, I don't think you'll see him going back. I feel. There was money there. There is left. There is money left on the table. Of course, there is. AEW have uh, been leaving money on the table. For instance, with like FTR wrestling in that three-way match last week. Why are mm. they not just going against the Motor City Machine Guns? I keep worrying. I'm going to say Motor Shitty Machine Guns. <laughs> the Motor City Machine Guns. 
And why are they doing these freeway matches? It's silly. They should have these epic. They've got these great tag teams, and they did. You know, you could have had FTR versus Red Dragon. That'd have been epic. I understand about the injuries, but they were fit at that same period of time. So they do yeah. leave money on the table. When do these? They have been doing it for their papers. They book these fourteen matches, and having, um, you know, the 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 tag champs and the TNT champion in trip trios matches again. You know, as much as the match might have been good, it would have been better seeing the proper matches. I feel. Um, Is it's one thing with AEW where um, like I love a good faction and we know they probably at one point were overly bloated with factions. And I do think that <clears throat> while they've got loads of incredible tag teams there, the faction dynamic could probably be a bit of a detriment to some of these tag teams mm. because they then more often than not like, you know, um, well, I guess with these guys and uh, loads of other ones like Private Party, they w- initially were really sort of quite hot to begin with in AEW and then yeah. they got Butcher and Blade and all that. When tag teams get brought into these other factions, they then just become part of multi-man tag team events, yeah, yeah, or they're yeah. just in the background. And I think like being part of the undisputed elite, very cool. Like it worked, it made sense because of what was ha- what happened in NXT. But was that potentially stopping them having weekly tag team matches with teams like FDR, F- um, FTR, and you yeah, know, a yeah. bunch of others? Especially if they got a ranking system, they could have easily had easy storyline matches book it around the rankings and mr price says carl is a bit part without fish though good on his own uh carl will be fine carl will be fine hopefully he's better i think he's got some bad injury and carl already had neck fusion surgery tears that's never yeah. a good thing either um, no no i think both carl and uh and cole have a uh, having a bit of a tough time with injuries I don't, I don't know the extent of cole's to be honest but i know it's uh quite hairy for both of them as yes. far as i'm aware yes i agree i agree Eels. no should we go for the next one Let's go for the next one. Pat McAfee joining ESPN's College Game Day full-time WWE commentary role to be on hold. Hold! On hold. Uh, During the Pat McAfee show, uh, McAfee clarified that his role as a commentator on Friday Night Smackdown will be on hold as he focuses on College Game Day. He wanted to do both, but those at WWE suggested that McAfee focus on his new opportunity. McAfee said, it was explained to him that they did not want him travelling overnight in that manner for the remainder of the season. Uh, Triple H added, WWE never stand in Pat's way and he will remain a member of the company. In July, McAfee signed a multi-year extension with WWE. Now, um, that's interesting. I think it's a shame because he is a great... I, I enjoy him as a commentator. Corey Graves has become a bit stale. And I do oh, know God, Pat yeah. brought the best out of Michael Cole. So it seems yes. a shame, I feel, that you're not going to be having... Um, Pat and Michael Cole together, uh, and, and mm. Pat and Corey Graves seem very stale. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not not so into that, Tez, if I say. Um, um, but, but what do you think? I, I hope Corey Graves uh, changes up his shtick a bit by not being because Byron Saxon's not there, and what Byron's all right. Yeah. But part of Corey Graves' shtick is just picking on Byron Saxton, and it becomes very stale because it's just him shouting, um, you know, throughout uh, throughout the the shows. I don't know. I mean, Corey Graves did used to be decent a while ago. He has become quite lame. Um, and this is a shame for Pat, but at the same point, it's quite cool that it wasn't like, well, it's that job or this job. You've got to choose. Like, yeah. Them them saying, look, you've still got a job here. Focus on that rather than going to and fro. And the, the football season is not that long, really, is it? It's like four I don't, months, but, no, it? but Americans, please help us. Is the college football season the same amount of time as the NFL season? I don't know. College football is ginormous, Tess. It's it's crazy. It's bigger than like some Premier League and Championship football teams, soccer teams, mm. I guess. 
Let me save it. Um, man, it's ginormous amount of time. It's, it's ginormous business, not amount of time. It's ginormous business. It's huge. Like, I can't believe how many people go watch it. Um, man, Madness. It's, it's a lot of people go and watch college football. It's co- I don't understand why people watch college football that much. But is it that good? I don't, I don't get that. Because it's a bit weird, isn't it? I can understand. Is It's not like second division or championship, is it? It's colleges. Well, I guess it's um, <clears throat> seeing the people that are potentially then going to be um, first draft picks for the NFL. I guess that's how right. it works. I've never, I've never really taken too much interest. I've tried to get into like NFL, but the game's just gone far too long for me. I just, it's, it's not for me. Two stop start, and I've never watched college football because if I don't Two like NFL. Why am I going to watch? Why am I going to watch oh, college got, football? Right, yeah, okay. Big money for schools. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely massive, but. I've never been super into it, I guess. Um, I did yeah. use it like a few period of time, but I haven't watched it for a long time. But um, yeah, next one, Tess. Should we go for the next one? Let's go for the next one. D'Lo Brown exits Impact Wrestling. Uh, Impact Wrestling gave a comment to PW Insider concerning the departure of D'Lo Brown. He served as co-head of talent relations, producer, and was an on-screen announcer for the company. Uh, here's the statement. We appreciate D'Lo Bound's contribution to Impact Wrestling over the last three-plus years. We wish him nothing but the best moving forward. D'Lo stepped back into the ring in June on the lead-up to Slammiversary. He delivered a sky-high to Kenny King. Brown accompanied Garrett Bischoff and Wes Briscoe to the ring for what was an Aces and Eights reunion amongst the three of them. Uh, he worked in the talent relations department alongside Gail Kim. I think you better recognise that D'Lo Brown. Yeah, well, I think you better recognise, and then all the the head swiftly stuff. He's I done, mate. D'Lo Brown is done in AEW. No, no, in Impact. Um, what l- level of difference will that make to Impact? I don't really know. I don't know how much of a difference he made in Impact anyway, but we'll find out, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> should I mean, we watch it? <laughs> talent relation changes. Like, uh, are you going to notice too much on the on-screen product? No, I doubt it. I doubt no. it. That, I don't think we'll see him pop up anywhere else. Maybe he's gone to retire. We'll do a podcast. That's what everyone else does. We'll do a podcast. Everyone does, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> everyone tries to steer into our market law. They do. But they won't. Like Matt Hardy and Eric Bischoff, they don't chart higher than us on the UK Wrestling Podcast charts. Case closed. No. Stats posted today. It's quite good. Thank you, podcast listeners, if you're listening to our podcast. We've been doing really quite well in the podcast feeds all around uh, Hello Indonesia as well. And yes. Ireland. So it's quite good. But well, yeah. <laughs> so bring it, D'Lo Brown. I think you better recognise the MS Network. Next up, uh, CM Punk undergoes surgery to repair torn triceps suffered at AEW All Out. I mean, does this guy not stretch off before his match? I know, man. <laughs> he's not out of bed. He's, he's, that man is surrounding himself with negative energy. Oh, no, that's seen. He needs to do a bit of yoga, centre his chi. Yeah, uh, get some stretch. balance. Watch Cobra Kai. He needs, yeah, to, he needs to be less less Terry Silver, be more you know, Daniel LaRusso, and I think it'd be a lot more. Invest a couple of quid in a foam roller and use that on the muscles. That yeah. all, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, CM Punk suffered the injury at Sunday's All Out pay per view. Uh, he underwent surgery earlier this week to repair a torn left tricep suffered during Sunday's AEW All Out pay per view. Uh, writing in Friday's uh, F4W update, Dave Meltzer notes that Punk's doctor recommended the surgery happen quickly to avoid muscle atrophy. What's that? And I know it's not good. Isn't that where the muscle starts withering away? Oh, my goodness. So, isn't it like when you get an injury and uh, if it's not 
healed or worked on properly, then it can shrivel. I'm sure like Kurt Angle's had muscle atrophy Ugh. at some point. I'm, it might be something like that. I mean, I'm sure chat will uh, correct me. Um, so, uh, da, 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 and that the recovery time from the surgery is typically eight months. Meltzer writes, CM Punk underwent surgery earlier this week for the torn left triceps he suffered when doing the tope earlier in the John Moxley match. Tope suicida! Oh my god! Usually about an eight-month recovery period, his doctor recommended surgery right away to prevent any muscle atrophy. Hmm. Wow. We'll get to CM Punk later on. So stay tuned! <laughs> Uh, next up, MJF, a neutral witness to backstage altercation at AEW All Out. Maxwell Jacob Friedman is believed to have seen everything as it happened regarding oh. the backstage altercation between CM Punk, Ace, Chompy Chompy Bitey Steel, uh, and the Elite at AEW All Out. Dave Meltzer reported in Friday's edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that AEW has hired an independent firm to investigate the matter uh, the firm would be conducting interviews with Punk, Steel, Pat Buck, The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. Additionally, MJF is one of a number of neutral parties who will also be interviewed. Uh, MJF returned to AEW after a three-month absence at All Out. While under a mask, he won the casino ladder match earlier in the show before unmasking after Punk's victory over John Moxley in the main event. Welcome back, Head of Steel. Good to have you here. And that's where I've heard of muscle astrophy. Paul Laundorf had it, yeah, because he had one uh, smaller arm and, you know, had the problems. That's oh. why I've heard of it. Yeah, he did have it. So that's why Punk went and got it quick. Welcome back, Head of Steel. Good to have you here, mate. Good to have you here. I hope you're doing well. Uh, imagine the independent, independent investigation. So what happened? Well, we've done a wrestling promo in the ring. Uh, like... And then he went to this press junket and called us pricks. But was it wrestling? We're not sure. It just sounds really weird, doesn't it? Like, imagine somebody who doesn't watch wrestling going They're completely this. oblivious. They're like, oh, so this was a, a competitive uh, event, like a college uh, college <laughs> event? Um, no, 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 pro wrestling. Oh, the, the fake one then, right? Yeah, yeah. a fight broke out. Well, a real fight or a fake fight? Mm-hmm. I know. It sounds a bit mad, doesn't it? It's, <laughs> it's um, The thing is with this, it is quite, this is what makes wrestling interesting, but it gets in the way of stories. We'll get, we'll get to it later. I f- feel like all this stuff has got in the way of potential good stories and good watching. And, 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 and you know, like last year, they're on such a high going into Grand Slam, um, AEW, and now it's just... Mm, we're trying to make good, which is never a good thing when you're chasing your tail, trying to make good all the time, isn't it? Uh, I feel. But, you know, we might get some good wrestling matches out of it and things like that. So we shall see. But we're going to get more into the CM Punk thing after the break later on. So next up, Malachi Black may have been granted a highly conditional AEW release. The House of Black leader appears to be done with AEW in some form following All Out. According to Fightful, the rumours of Malachi Black being done with AEW in some form appear to have some merit. Uh, Their report has numerous talent telling them that they have been told he has either received his highly conditional release or is done for the foreseeable future. It's unknown what those conditions are. They speculate that they could restrict Black from wrestling elsewhere, including indies, as he has withdrawn from an Ohio indie show this week. Speculation increased as to his status following Sunday's All Out when, off-screen, Black blew blew kisses to the fans and bowed after House of Black fell in defeat to Darby Allin, Sting and Miro. Black took the pin after Sting gained a measure of revenge by misting him in the eyes. Uh, The outlet reported last week that Black's request for a release back in August was denied. 
They noted that Tony Khan wanted to keep Black, but a decision was made to honour his request following a recent meeting. Are you going to miss Alistair Black, Tez? Oh, it's just a real case of um, missed opportunity, I think. Um, I know money on the table, Bobby Fish. It's money on the table, yeah. It's money on the table. Maybe um, they can start a wrestling faction, like Control Your Narrative, where it's called like Money on the Table. <laughs> wrestling, <laughs> wrestling group. This is Money on the Table, where money is never left on the table. Tune in live on Fight This Saturday. We'll have a multi-man match, and uh, money's left on Completing, the table. Wait, sidebar, Ted, did you see what happened last night? You probably not that fast because you never saw it, but you did watch the, your first test at home with the Brian Pullman Liger match where they had the mm. first ever Nitro in the Mall of America. Yeah, yeah. Last night, and I didn't know where it was streaming, I don't think it was on fight, they had Saturday Night Nitro from the same place, 27 years to the day of the oh, Mall wow. of America show. And RVD was in the ring with Dante Martin, I think. Uh, it seems like, and Sunny Kiss was there and Orange Cassidy. Man, why was that not promoting much? I would have loved to have watched that. That would have been brilliant. They were actually wrestling in the shopping, but the same, the same spot with all the escalators going up and stuff. That would have been wicked it, to watch. Was it as filled as Nitro? Well, I, well, shopping malls are never filled, but uh, I would have loved <laughs> to have gone and seen that, dude. Well, you know, imagine it in the Pool Dolphin Centre. Bring it there. <laughs> Is the Pool Dolphin Centre still open? It's still there, yeah. Uh, Tony has fallen in love with the trios, man, she says, erratic agent. But man, that would have been well good to watch that. I wish I wish I could have seen it, like, on, on fight or something. I didn't know. Yeah, um, I didn't. I was not even aware of that. Um, mm. But you're going to miss Alistair Black. Was it uh, taken away from the real matches and title defenses? Yes. See, erratic agent made a very good point at the fact that AEW are having a lot of trios matches. Um that aren't teams that are in the trios tournament. It seems a bit weird. Mm. I don't know why we haven't. It. I think I thought it was a case of trying to get people on the card though, erratic, a bit like WWE do for WrestleMania. If you know what I mean, when they put like five, six man tag matches or the Andre Battle Royal. Let's have a trios match. Let's have another trios match. Seems a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I could probably do, do without a bit of on uh, AEW TV is constant random throwing together matches. And also title defenses with zero build. I'm not talking about the, the world heavyweight title, but just pretty much every other belt, at least on one show, there's some form of title defense where it's like, oh, they, they've got a shot, have they? Based on what? What yeah. have they done to earn that shot? It yeah, just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, baby, I said, I've been to the Mall of America half a day walking around and we still didn't see the whole thing. It's huge. Wow. wow. That'd be good. Are all the shops still open? Baby eyes. I feel like I need to turn my light up. Yeah, look better now. Yeah, there we go. Matt, uh, Alistair Black, yeah, if he's got a friend account, if he's gone for mental health reasons, fair enough. Hope the rest of the House of Black don't suffer. Have Miro claim he's purged a pagan and taken over the, the House of Miro. Now, that would be quite cool, maybe. That's a, there you go. You should be writing for AEW, Fran. That's a good idea. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's shame. I mean, if there's a highly conditional, that probably does mean other other companies, I imagine specifically the WWE, um, which is a shame. But at the same point, we don't want to go into that position now of, oh, WWE seems to be getting better, so everyone jumped there. Because it's like when AEW started, everyone go to AEW because WWE's getting shit. Um, it doesn't, it's, it's not going to be either show's not going to be good if there's an influx from one to the other uh but he could have been awesome in AEW I love the presentation yeah. and I did like House of Black to begin with but then it kind of started feeling like the whole treatment of uh Bray Wyatt where really cool concept but they don't seem to know where they're going with it or keeping it strong the Denver Broncos are here saying CM Punk is a great wrestler a lot of people oh. still still crow saying about CM Punk that's interesting. CM Punk is God. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so what, what, do, you, what do you think about uh, Malachi Black? I think they didn't use him enough. I think it's a shame. But again, it's these creepy... You know, apart from The Undertaker, what creep... And maybe Kane, what creepy sort of um, scare, <coughs> scary cult faction paranormal characters have ever really worked? Not many. Mm. If they're going for that sort of paranormal cult thing. A little bit. I don't Maybe they could have worked. But could you have seen them in a world title match against Moxley? I suppose they were in matches against him. They would have probably... I think with like creepy cult stuff or just creepy stuff, I think keep it away from the title for as long as possible because you're kind of almost booking yourself into a corner when you get to the title. Like we saw that Bray Wyatt as soon as they put the belt on him as the fiend, mm. it was like, okay, do you have him then steamroll for everyone or where where do we go from here? Um, I don't know. I think it can work, and I'd always find those things more interesting because I guess like there's a bit of a horror sort of connection. But it's where it goes from there. And I think, you know, I would have loved to have seen Malachi Black um, not lumbering into this these, this trio thing, but yeah. have Buddy... You know, they don't they don't even need to have any sort of tag teams. They could all be individual wrestlers. I'd have yeah. loved to have seen more Malachi Black solo matches, maybe yeah. with them interfering. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even then, it became like... I think the downfall for me of House of Black was when every match became lights going out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the light's gone out. Oh, they've appeared here. Oh, the light's gone out again. Like, I don't know. It's a tough one. I und- I agree, mate. I agree. It's um, it's a shame though because he was badass when he turned up. Mm. We'll see. He might come back. You never know if he's if he's got some um, mental health problems and all the best. Alistair Black. Hopefully, we'll see you back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Erratic aging. Go back to the college football runs until January. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Erratic. Robert Dinkins. Tez, I don't drink the Kool Aid. I just believe in the best. Woofer doesn't agree. I know. There we go. I oh, know he's uh, he's made it quite clear that he does not agree with that. He doesn't agree. Um, next yeah, yeah. up, Mercedes uh, Venado. Very vocal. Mercedes Venado, Sasha Banks, talks at New York Fashion Week uh, while appearing on Acto Radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Banks spoke about the things she's in the process of creating. There is so much that I'm creating right now. It's all under an umbrella. I'm an actor, writer, producer, and an extraordinaire entertainer. Um, all within those realms, I'm doing something. You just have to stay tuned. I have a microphone. That's something big I want to do. Oh, no, you have a microphone. Sorry, that's something big I want to do. Not podcasting, but music. I don't know if that's the number one next thing because acting, there are a lot of things coming up acting right now. I'm really starting to focus my mind around music and the music realm and being kind of a director in that space of creating a musical video piece. Sounds very exciting and she sounds like she's very much up her own butt as well. Well, I'm great. I want to do all this stuff. I uh, can do everything and I'm going to be the best at everything. Yeah. Um, you know, is she going to be in the new series of Mandalorian? Now, I never got to season two of The Mandalorian. I did try season one. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. It, it, it wasn't for me. How was she in, in Mandalorian? She was just a um, Mandalorian. Well, yeah. but not really a Mandalorian. One that took a, took their mask off. I don't know what they were called. It was all right. I was like, I agree. I wasn't too into Mandalorian season one. But then, because I, I had Star Wars burnout after Rise of Skywalker, I thought that was awful. Mm. Um, and so, I then I started watching Mandalorian. I was like, oh, man, I can't. Like, this is just not getting... 
not really lighting the fires. But then I went back and started watching Mandalorian about a year later and got quite into it. I very much enjoyed Mandalorian, Mandalorian uh, season one and two. Very good, actually. Worth watching, mate. Okay, okay. King um, Star Wars makes no sense. And uh, Eratic Agent says about Sasha Banks, she was just a, yeah, she was just a background character, really. All right. Uh, a little kind bit of... like um, you know, uh, penis breath in Cobra Kai. <laughs> I was going to say, was she more like a Roman Reigns and Hobson Shaw? Or just no, no. A couple I, times? I think yeah, she's got a few lines just like penis breath in Cobra Kai. Mate. Sasha Banks is the <laughs> penis breath of Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, <penis> breath. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um. So next up, moving on, WWE <laughs> announces Shawn Michaels' new role. Uh, WWE has confirmed Shawn Michaels' new role within the company following recent management changes. Shawn Michaels has been a major player backstage for NXT since September 2021, while Triple H was recovering from a serious cardiac event. In August, it was indicated that the former WWE champion had been promoted to a VP of Talent Development Creative. But a new report from CBS Sports, that title is missing a senior, noting that Michaels now acts as the senior vice president of talent development creative. The official WWE public relations Twitter account has shared this report, now confirming. Does that, not, Mi- oh, sorry. Does that not sound a little bit pedantic? He's not actually, he's not the, 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 set, the, the, the VP of talent relation, he's the senior. Who, what difference does it make? It's, it's, like it, if, it's like if you're at work and they're like, okay, we're going to give you a bunch of new responsibilities, okay? And your title now has senior on it. And you're going to get a whole £250 extra per year. And you're like, oh, that's what, like 20, 30 quid after tax a month yeah, extra yeah. for a lot more crap. Um, yeah, yeah, senior. So is there a vice president that's under him or is it just a fluffer title? Probably is. Uh, Robert Dinkins in chat. Captain Kirk would break Han Solo in half. Shocking. Yeah, maybe. Senior to talent developments is erratic. Um, yeah, there we go, Tez. It's not not really that much. It's just a bit pedantic news. I I thought about that one. Um, yeah, it's an interesting bit of news we've got now, Tez, isn't it? I quite like this one. <laughs> so AEW fans leave hilarious reviews for Mindy's Bakery following CM Punk shout out. The AEW All Out Media Scrum is still the talk of the wrestling world a week after the fact due to the major fallout it has caused for the company. One of the most bizarre parts of the whole scrum was Punk sitting at the desk, ranting about his problems with AEW, casually eating some muffins, <laughs> which he later claimed were from Mindy's Bakery in Chicago, giving them a shout out. So we have got some of these reviews, guys, and we're going to read them off with some great uh, music. So I'm going to go first. We've got four. I'm going to go first, and then Tez is going to read one, and I'll be back. So are you ready, Tez? I'm ready. These are some of these amazing five-star reviews for Mindy's Bakery in Chicago. This is the best bakery in the world, and their heavenly oven-baked goods are perfect for a post-wrestling match recovery snack. They were surprising, not as dry in texture as they appeared. I'd bought six drinks to go with them, but only needed two, which was handy, as I felt I should offer my boss one, one as a peace offering after. I told the world some home truths about some clowns who couldn't run a bakery, let alone a wrestling company. These cakes were so good that my friend Ace got so mad that I didn't save him one. No, that, that I didn't save any muffins. He actually took a bite out of some guy's thigh. <laughs> I'd be in with Ace soon as we've got a lot of free time coming up. Oh, and screw Eddie Kingston. You've got to try this place out. Great food. My friend Ace enjoyed the French toast so much that he bit me. True story. 
But the best menu item is hands down the mac and cheese ratatouille. It's so damn good. It brought my two friends, Phil and Scott, back together. They haven't talked in eight years because of a staph infection. Hope you give it a try. Tell them that you're an EVP for a special treat. Enjoy. That's a good one. <laughs> Another one. I watched a wrestling press conference. I watched a wrestling press conference absolutely scarfing down one of Mindy's muffins while losing my mind. Keep in mind, he is straight now. Start again. I watched a wrestler at a press conference absolutely scarfing down one of Mindy's muffins while losing his mind. Keep in mind, he is straight edge, but it made him flip out. So I thought, I thought to myself, just what could be in those muffins? So I begged my mum to let me withdraw some money from our joint bank account ran down there and had a few muffins. Suddenly, I felt rage bubbling up inside of me. I was screwing about how much I hate my co-workers, how they're, how they're all empty-headed dumb fucks, how I hadn't been friends with Scotty Colton since 2014, and how I'm gonna, how a grown man, and it's no one's business. I'm cranky, I'm hurt, and I have to work with kids. Good muffins, though. Game time. This one uh, from Pickle Cipher, five-star review. Look in my eyes. What do you see? Muffins from Mindy's Bakery. I know you're hungry. Hungry for sweets. Pastry so good you can fight the elite. Oh, muffins from Mindy's Bakery. Well done, Tess. You can read better than me, that's for sure. <laughs> there we go. That was there we go. Good stuff. Uh, there we go. So there's some reviews from Mindy's Bakery from wrestling fans. Go check them out on Google. There's loads of them. So well done, wrestling fans. There's some good, good wrestling, um, good wrestling talk there. Uh, have you ever had a muffin from Mindy's Bakery, Tez? Do you know what muffins are? Kind of uh, a little bit lower on my scale of sweet treats that I can well no longer really have anymore. I I always preferred a cookie or a donut over a muffin personally. What's the thing um, I saw where they mix muffins with something? Was it muffins and donuts? Muff nuts. Yeah, muff nuts. Uh, what? <laughs> is that not like... <laughs> is that not something duffins. different? No, yeah, no. Greg's had duffins, but they should have called them muff nuts. That would have been loads <laughs> better. Shouldn't it? I remember about, when we were out on the band on tour, they had muff... Yeah, they had duffins. It was duffin, donuts and muffins in one. They called them duffins. But they definitely should call them muff nuts. That would much Muff nuts. Muff nuts. There we go. <laughs> um, I don't really like muffins either. They're a bit stodgy for my liking, Tez. Yeah, I mean, like Erratic says, I prefer the muffin top <laughs> to, to the rest of the muffin. Um, yeah, I, I prefer a donut or a cookie. Just, you know, cut cut the fluffy crap, get straight to the sweet treat. That's right, mate. That's right. Um, so there we go. That was some reviews. And that was the news, Ted. That was the news. Do you know what time it is for now? Ooh, what time is it? It's time for Meryl Mania. Oh, God, well, uh, here we Meryl, go. Meryl! It's all right to come in. Grot Bags is asleep on the shelf. He's fast asleep. Hopefully he doesn't vomit, because that was gross. <laughs> last time when we don't know any... Last time he was sleeping on the shelf behind the camera, he vomited everywhere. And it was like water. It was it was, it was utterly <laughs> gross. You know, normally cat, cat vomit is pretty bad, but this was like water yeah. came out of him. Uh, all right, Meryl, here we go. Hello! So Meryl, what did you think of Clash in the Castle? We've not, we've not asked you yet. You went. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was really good. I thought, yeah, definitely. So, what was your favourite moments? And how was the vibe? What was the vibe of it? What you thought? Go on. Well, Dive deep. Um, what was your first oh, when you first went into it? Well, the crowd seemed quite electric, and um, it took over the whole town, didn't it? The whole 
you know, everything. And then um, I quite like the first match the most and the one with Edge. Yeah, that was good. Um, no, I think, yeah. And we got into the dream match. Yeah, and then that one as well, of course. So, yeah, that was the last one, wasn't it? It was the last one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I really wanted Drew to win. But I, I think won. we all did. We all got sold on wrestling. Yeah. wrestling. We got we got sold. Uh, but here's a guy who didn't sell him a lot, Meryl. It's a guy who's in AEW, and his name is Brody King. What do you think Brody King looks like? I'm thinking sausages. Sausages. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe more a hot dog than just any old sausage. Oh, really? Why? Explain. <laughs> well, his face, if he qualified for a normal sausage, his face would be wider. Right, okay. But because it's, it's thin, um, it's suggesting hot dog face more. And I, I especially think like a sausage or hot dog when a man has like the facial hair as well, it makes it more like... Oh, right, okay. Yeah, that kind of a bit like Tesla's like, like a hot dog then. Well, his skin's so, like, smooth. You might be more of marshmallows. There we go. Yeah, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so, uh, there we go. Thank you very much, Meryl. Thank you. Brody King <laughs> looks like a hot dog. Well done, Meryl. Yay, thanks. There we go, Tez. Can you see it? Can you see that Brody King looks like a hot dog? Um. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he kind of looks like a jar of hot dogs. All right, um, okay. Yeah. I guess so. It's working. Your powers are working. Okay, King's <laughs> posting hot dogs in the uh, hot dog emojis in the chat. But uh, Tess, it's time to go to a break. I think it's time for a break. Yeah, it's time for a break, mate. So we'll be back after this. And there's some great ways you can support the MOS <laughs> network. And what's coming up on the network this week? We've got a lot of stuff. Last week you posted six podcasts. I think this week we've got about three or four. Um, three or four podcasts posting this week. Uh, but guys, there's some really good ways to support the MOS network. If you're listening on the podcast network. We've changed Apple Podcasts. If never, any of you guys don't know, you need to research the MOS Network or look on our socials. We'll repost it. There's a new new feed for Apple. Please go check it out. And there should be a subscribe button if you want to uh, help support the MOS Network via Apple Podcasts. There's also one for Spotify as well, as well as the join button here, which says if you want to help support the MOS Network, click the join button and uh, sign up to our MOS memberships, uh, help the sort of running costs of the network and all that good stuff. But uh, Tez, here's what's coming up on the MOS Network this week. Coming up this week on the MOS Network. First off, thank you very much to all of you watching the live show right now here on YouTube. Please remember to hit the like and subscribe. It very much helps out the MOS Network in that all-valuable YouTube algorithm. The podcast of Ministry of Slam goes live on Monday morning all around the information superhighway. If you are listening on the podcast, please remember to give this podcast five stars. Give it a review. It very much helps us out. Again, we're trying to grow the MOS Network as much as we can. And you guys... The MOS community can help us out so much by giving us a little review here, there, and everywhere. It very much helps us out. Tez will be back with Ministry of Horror on Tuesday night on the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the MOS Network Live. Join Tez for Ministry of Horror. If you like horror, the creepy, crawly, scary things, you will love Ministry of Horror with our horror expert, the main man, Tez. Ministry of Horror goes into the very same MOS Network podcast feed on Wednesday morning. Go and check it out if you can't join Tez Live. Check out Ministry of Horror on the podcast feed. On Thursday, Bericles and Dave are back with more turning years of very popular podcast here on the MOS Network. As Bericles and Dave review some old WCW back from 1989. 
Thank you very much for checking out the show. Please do check up our YouTube membership. It's a great way to support the MOS network. You can unlock the MOS emojis and you will get exclusive shows like Ministry of Marvel and Ministry of Dragons. Also, we have podcast subscriptions on Spotify and Apple. If you can't join us on YouTube for the subscription, you can do it on Apple and Spotify here on the podcast feed where you get audio versions of Ministry of Marvel and all the MOS bonus shows. Thank you very much for being here, guys. Much love. Wrestling wins. We are factors. We're back, Tez. We're back. So there's been lots of wrestling news this week, Tez. Lots and lots of stuff. Goodness me. Um, Ter- Berkeley's just forgot that Tony is supposed to come out this week. Oh, no, he hasn't. He's just joking in the chat. But there's so much wrestling news, Te- Tez. And we're on the fallout of the AEW media scrum. Uh, Punk's injured. The Young Bucks and Kenny mm. have been suspended. Mm. They're all taken out of the... In- the, the just- that was a telling point when you put, um, put Dynamite on. They were taken out of the Dynamite intro, weren't they? All of them. Not even mentioned their names. Yeah. Um, it, but that fight must have been very dramatic. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've heard different little things. I've heard one side of the story where um, the Bucks side of the story that they were all calm and collected and whatnot, and where did you all hear that, that stuff? Blah blah blah. Just like Twitter. Oh, okay. Um, and like I've heard Jericho's side of the story where he's the one that kind of kept it together and uh, you know informed Tony Khan of what's going on backstage and manned the ship and all that stuff. Um. But I think the one thing to look at it is obviously Punk said what he said, blah, blah, blah. If the Bucks did, and Kenny Omega did kick in his door or rush to confront him, ignoring the fact that Punk said what he said, they are seniors in the company. So that is like, you can't really be going around. If you're you're held in like a, a senior role, yeah. Then you should be kind of above doing that stuff. Not to say you can get away with talking shit, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I just find it all quite amusing. It's just a bit of drama, isn't it? At the end of the day, seems a lot of negative energy surround CM Punk. Um, is it? Is he to blame? Who's the catalyst for all this? <laughs> you know, yes, he went to town at the media scrum, um, but like. His those guys went to business for themselves at first, or Hangman did. It's just it's a bit shit, isn't it? And it's it's not. I don't want this from wrestling. I think it's just a shame. I think on Punk's behalf, that sounds a weird thing to say. It's probably quite good that he's he's injured for such a long time because it's not had to be sort of sort of. You can get away and just do not have to talk about. It. He's injured. He's not there. Uh, do, do you reckon? Do you reckon that's? I mean, I've heard things like maybe that's why he did it because it's like well, I'm not going to be. Knew, here for yeah, a few I, I did hear that. Oh, God, grab bags. Don't turn the computer off. Go, um, maybe, maybe <laughs> that's the case. I mean, maybe he thought, right, I've done. Uh, you know, how long was after that? It went pretty much straight after the match, but maybe he knew something serious had happened. So he thought, I'm not going to be here for ages. Um, I'll just, I'll just uh, go to town. Um, 
And yeah. the, the the funny thing is, as well, to come think of in a scenario, like, yeah, you could tell he was all wound up and pissed off and he was just, like, venting. And we, we have times like that where, you know, things can just wind you down and you just think, fuck it, I'm, I need to get it off my chest. And he did it, obviously, in a very public manner. But at the same point, he's someone that's all like, you know, if you've got a problem, come and talk to me. Yeah. And this has seemed to have gone on for a while. He's been back on TV for a couple of weeks. What would have stopped him at any point being like, guys, can we have a word? You know, let, let's let talk this out like men. But yes, it, I agree, yeah. I mean, he might have done that. Who knows? At the end of the day, we only know what we are reported and what we see. Um, but yeah, you kind of think, well, if you've got an issue with someone and how they're conducting themselves or whatever, EVPs, people talking to, to the media and spreading stuff or whatever, why not just go and have a word with them? Yeah, but I think I think there's that attitude of why should I go and talk to them? I'm the veteran; they should be coming to talk to me. Maybe I think it's a bit of an ego mm. there. That's why he didn't want them to. That's why he didn't go to speak to him. If he had the problem, so he, uh, Hangman said. So going back to it, Hangman said the piece about workers' rights leading into um, double or nothing, uh, which obviously pissed Punk off. And I think the story is that it maybe caused him was going to maybe cause him to walk out of the company. Then that's why he's saying it nearly cost his company the first one of the first million pounds gates. Because I would have walked out. Um, and then, you know, then he came back. Well, and then he'd done the match and he crushed his foot. Was injured for three months. Came back with the, um, you know, the the apology needs to be as loud as the, uh, what was it? The apology needs to be as loud as the crime. Or something. I can't remember what, what the exact phrasing was that he said on the mic and called out Hangman, sat on the, went into business for himself, calling him out, called him cowboy, um, chicken shit, whereas, you know, yeah. um, coward shit, I think he said. Um, so he went into business for himself. Now, I think it it goes to show that whoever is the talent relations guy, if it is Tony Khan or whoever, you know, you can't tell me through the history of wrestling these sort of things haven't happened in all these companies. I mean, there's the famous story about Sid and Arn Anson where there were scissors involved and someone got stabbed with scissors and things like that from back in the early 90s. But there's not very many folklore wrestling stories like this. In you know, in, if you think of the grand hours and hours that wrestlers are together touring all around the world 365 days a year pretty much there's not a lot of stories like this so it just gets to me says that the talent relations system within AEW isn't great because there should have been a situation where they've sat these guys down back you know you know hangman said that before double or nothing punk came back went into business for himself that should have been warning sign right there because they gave that guy that guy took up two three minutes of their two hour show doing this hangman went into business for himself um when he came back that should have been a warning sign straight off time and sit these guys down and it never was they didn't sort it out um which is the reason why this has happened now it should it could have been sorted out people have fallen out all the time you know they could have just kept them separate i think punk punk's a bit of an idiot doing what he did to be fair it's crazy it's made he said about costing a company a million pound gate it took a lot of focus off of the greatness of that paper mgf coming back and and the the, the actual paper was brilliant i thought it was really good last last week what they need to do is they need to hire The Undertaker purely in a backstage role mm. for Wrestler's Court. Yeah. Uh, bring that back. Um, yeah, I mean, you kind of think this is a company that has enough uh, veterans in it, along with the, a lot of the you know the newer lads. You've got to think there's at least one locker room leader to pick up on this backstage stuff, because surely if you can tell there's animosity, like people are going to talk between people. Yeah. I don't know. You'd kind of think we need to air this shit out. Not everyone's going to like everyone, but we can't let it 
Well, people you know, don't like people going to business for themselves. You have but... to broach, you know, there's negative, like these negative vibes happening. You need to sort of broach it. You can't just be like, right, I'm not, I'm not, uh, let's not talk about it. Something happened on TV. They should have approached that then, that moment there, you know, straight after that. And then, because it's three or four weeks later, wasn't there? I think of uh, well, three weeks, four weeks since Punk came back. As we saw with with uh, young Miguel and uh, whatever his name is, um, Johnny's son, for ages they hated each other. Spoilers. Um, uh, but you know, you got to spoilers for Cobra Kai. Careful, Ted. <laughs> I said they hated each other. That was like four years ago of hating each other. I haven't said anything spoiler wise yet. Um, but uh, yeah, well, I'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> Agreed. Like you can sort things out. Things can be sorted out if there's money on the table, which you've heard about the history of wrestling. You know, Hogan fell out of Vince and came back and headlined two WrestleManias pretty much. You know, Austin walked out and came back. If there's money on the table, people make money. Um, they still want to make money. But a lot of the time in history of wrestling, things have things have stopped before it gets to these sort of points. And I think the fact that Tony Khan has let it get to this point or whoever is the team that he's got around him is really bad dude that's not good and I get, I think in many ways that could put any other future people coming come into that company people get sick of it don't they I think they they like the idea of having a bit of creative freedom but if there's lots of this sort of thing happening or punk or is it just punk none of this happened before punk was there were we in the honeymoon period of punk um, Brett returned yeah boring old Brett returned WE is right Seffi uh, well, I mean, is it just punk? That... Is he a bad seed? There's been these things, videos popping up of punk back in the day, from back in you know when he was in the feds before he left. You know, is it just punk? I don't know. It's a tough one. I mean, it does all sort of lead back to uh, back to punk, but then at the same point, you know, everyone's got to be responsible for their actions, and you could say it's all his fault um, in regards to the negativity and uh, toxicity but if people are reacting to it they've got to be responsible for their actions as well and yes, I don't know we, you know like it's one of those things where you watch AEW and it's like oh it's awesome people can just be themselves on the mic and people with a bit more character can express themselves more and WWE promos so scripted and oh it just sounds robotic I completely agree with that same point though if you have people going free reign you have these moments where they're shooting almost and then creating i mean happened with sammy sammy mm, and, sammy uh, and eddie kingston, kingston. they cut that off television um, recorded yeah well, i mean imagine that if that was on dynamite like mm. you know um it's, i don't know i just think that they need to have a bit more structure and i think with tony khan in that press scrum at any point or media scrum at any point he could have gone okay right that that's enough questions and he when at the moment that he did talk he got spoken over by punk and then he was also being very overly apologetic like, no 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 i should i should have sort of that out i'm sorry oh my god have a backbone he's not your friend he's your employee yeah yeah i agree um it's i think that's just a mess dude i don't like it i think it creates negative negative energy for us as a viewer uh so like right, the question is and in the chat let's, let's have some yes or no's will punk be back in AEW's injured for eight months will we see him back what do you think is uh, he more trouble than it's worth he'll probably be back 
because it's a long time and Tony likes to pop a rating because that's the business. Not, yeah. not to say that's negative for Tony. I mean, at the end of the day, that's how business works um, in a TV-based environment. And it would pop ratings because then people... I mean, there's the negativity, but at the same point, I, I don't follow the ratings, but I imagine they had a bump of people wanting to watch Dynamite to see what's going to happen from the fallout of everything that's gone on. It cre- You know, controversy creates cash, as Bischoff says. And it does. It does uh, get, get eyes on the product or get interest, uh, whether it's the right sort of thing or not. Mm. I think he'll. I think he'll be back unless, in the interim, he goes full on nuclear, even more so. Like maybe if he starts cussing out Tony Khan or something, um, we'll see. He's a bit of a made man, isn't he? With his money, he doesn't need money, punk, does he? He's got enough money. Yeah, I mean, he is all right for cash. He's all right for cash, isn't he? So he made a lot of money from the Fed and UFC and everything else. He's done comic books and acting and things like that, hasn't he? Um, and he did do seven years without wrestling. As much as he says, uh, you know, I, I left wrestling business when he left Ring of Honor and now I'm a wrestler again. You know, this this politics thing will ruin it for him. I feel in the history of wrestling, like, like Sefi made the point, Bret Hart came back. And if Bret Hart can come back after... Uh, you know, um, the Montreal and all that stuff of Owen and everything else, then mm. I think Punk will come back. And I think Punk will yeah. come back. We're in the we're in the hotbed of it. We're in the we're in the volcano right now of this situation, seven days out. I think six, seven months pass if Kenny hopefully Kenny and the Bucks come back as well. Uh, you know, do you think they'll be back, Tez? Um baby I put if one group isn't coming back, if Punk returns the elite are gone, if Punk is fired, the elite will return. Hmm. It's it's a tough one. I mean, you kind of think if they're smart, um, and if it can be worked, and if people can act like professional adults, yeah, then why not have them both back and create a huge a huge feud out of it? I know yeah. it seems like, oh, but he said really nasty things and blah blah blah. <coughs> yeah, he did, and they you know, don't come across probably as cool as they think they are or as nice as they think they are. I don't know. I don't know them personally. But to me, that would make sense for some point down the line. Hash things out to a degree where you can go, right, let's create a feud. Kenny V Punk um, and Punk maybe teaming with FTR as they've done before yeah, against yeah. Uh, the Young Bucks. I mean, again, it's why not? Why can't they just have one-on-one feuds and, as regards to factions? But I don't know. I think that would be the smart thing to do, and that'd be money. I mean, Omega v Punk, that's never happened as far as I'm aware, other yeah. than maybe years and years ago. What do you reckon? Do you reckon they'll be back? Are they, right. The elite? Any of them? Yeah. I, I want... What I've realised, I realise it's like, if you think about this last year of AEW and MOS doing the weekly show, Punk has been one of the main toppers of discussion this whole year. Mm. Um positive or negative um so for the wrestling interest in the wrestling world it's quite good having punk there storyline wise and wrestling match wise not very good it's wrestling no storylines was good the mgf storyline was good wrestling matches are not great there's better wrestlers um as much as i say i'm not a wrestling fan for wrestling match quality i'm more of wrestling stories you mean you don't watch matches and go, oh, their footwork is impeccable. Oh, the, the work rate is incredible. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't so much do that. I like the stories, of course, um, going behind it. Um, but Punk's work has been okay. It's not bad. Um, I don't say it's like amazing compared to a lot of the other AEW guys. Um, if he's not there, 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not that bothered. If he goes, I'm not fussed. I, I'd rather have the uh, the elite and Kenny back. I think if it's one or the other, I I don't. I think it can be worked out because wrestling has always worked out these situations, and there's money to be made on the table. Um, question is, if Punk does come back, a lot of rest AEW fans are, <coughs> um, you know, know that watch shows like this and know the backstage stuff. Would he get a big cheer if it's not in Chicago? Um, has he burned that bridge because he was the guy that was like anti-establishment the establishment being WWE then he Mm. went to the underdog being AEW and has he burned them has he ruined his name for all those years that Punk would be about everyone would not not on telly everyone would cheer so yeah and Punk had happened for years has he ended has he ruined that for himself this sort of cult leader the cult of personality for want of a better term I, I don't I don't necessarily think so because while the AEW crowd are probably a lot more smart more smart or whatever than than a WWE crowd I still think that there's probably a large portion that aren't reading things online like to be honest I mean unless it had been meant if it hadn't been mentioned in the discord I would have no way of watched the media uh, scrum because I've no interest in these little fake press conferences they usually have after the events um, so I do think there's probably a portion of people who maybe just watch the weekly show and don't pay attention yeah. to what's online. So I think that there still is going to be that popularity segment, especially if he doesn't come back till a few months' time. In regards to who would I prefer coming back, them or Punk, you know, Elite or Punk, controversially, I think potentially actually Punk, because while the Elite, especially Kenny Omega, in-ring, um, excellent, I'm not really a fan of their kind of promo work. Um, it is very, well, especially Kenny Omega, very kind of... Um, Ke- Kenny Omega's promos are like over-the-top Terry Silver. <laughs> In terms of like... Nothing wrong with that. A bit like... It's like he's in pantomime. Not saying he's like a Natalia-type pantomime wrestler, but in terms of just very overly animated. Now the real pain begins, Danny boy. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, where, whereas Punk, yeah, in-ring work is nowhere near the level of any of the elite, I would say. But I do find myself more interested when he's on the microphone than yeah. I would if any of the elite picked up a microphone. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. I mean, I know he's been a bit of a knob, and he does seem to bring a lot of toxicity with him. And I do think Dynamite this week especially was a lot better than it has been for a few weeks. It just seemed like a more structured show. I probably would prefer Punk instead you of prefer those Punk, three. really? Okay, know, yeah, it's a weird one to say. I prefer a, a heel Kenny with Don Callis again. I, I thought that was great. Hello, Miguel. Hello, franchise. Uh, David Walker. Punk is still a bigger name. Mister Priceth, uh, he made a good point up here. Where is it, Mister Priceth? Hopefully, never about Punk coming back. Hopefully, never. The whole world does not does not repeat does not revolve around Punk. There is more to life than him. Hopefully, TK grows on backbone and makes Punk's AW career go to sleep. <laughs> um, so Mr. Price doesn't want Punk back. Um, I, I'm I'm in the middle ground. I think wrestling in there's proven that money can be made and, and things can be worked out. Yeah. I think it's a shame. It's just a shame because you know Punk came back. Kenny was back. He could have been oh wow, Punk versus Kenny. That could have been epic. Whether it's for the belt or it's not for the belt, and it's just been ruined by these stupid egos of these guys. You know, you don't hear this on movie sets, do you? Or they fire one person from a movie set. It's it's 
But then, you know, they're, they're restricted to reading lines on movies and t- TV shows. People don't have live mics. That's what makes wrestling. I was speaking to my mate Ollie about it. And, it, you know, it's, you know, this whole punk thing. And he's not into wrestling. He used to watch it years ago. Um, yeah. And this is interesting. The, the gray, the gray line of wrestling, where it's like, is this real? Is this fake? What is this? This behind the scenes slash not behind the scenes world. It does make it interesting. But it's also annoying because you just think, well, I just want to watch wrestling for some good stories and good wrestling matches. I don't, I don't, want, I don't like this stuff. Do you think it would have been more professional of the the Bucks and Kenny Omega? Again, we still don't know exactly 100% what happened backstage. But surely it would have been more professional for them to have storm, stormed straight to Tony Khan when he was finished. Because ultimately, he's the, the guy at the, the top boss. and say, look, what the hell happened out there? You sat there and allowed us to be cussed out um, in, a, you know, in quite a, quite a manner what the hell um because you know tony's leading the ship I, I do you think they should have done that as opposed to this whole fracas backstage with punk and a steel they should have done that definitely well, anyone should have should have not burst into his dressing room 100 percent, mate that's then we wouldn't have been in this situation mm. punk would have been off telly injured maybe the, the heat would have died down for using a wrestling term because of uh you know him calling them out calling them pricks and stuff could have been used as a wrestling angle and now look where we are both of them are not even on the intro of the show yeah. It's a mess, dude. It's an absolute mess. Uh, nobody's worried about money, Mark. LOL. That's why they went to Punk instead of Tony. Yeah, nobody, nobody's worried about it. Yeah, maybe they don't respect Tony as well. That's what... Um, I will rally sport. Good to have you here. Hello, everybody. Welcome, everyone, to Ministry Stamp. Good to have you all here. Great to, have to see the chat buzzing. We're, uh, it's awesome. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, lots lots of opinions. One thing you got to say, Ted, it does bring out a lot of opinions, doesn't it? This, it does. this situation, it um, whether it's good or bad or... I think for me, though, it just seems very negative and toxic. Uh, I don't like it. I'd rather be talking about a chat, a, a tournament or whatever. Another some, tournament. Whatever, <laughs> some sort of like eliminator thing going into Grand Slam. Hopefully Punk didn't get injured. And they're this epic show of Grand Slam that like they did last year. You know, cause last year we got Hangman. We got we got Omega versus Brian, didn't we, I think, for Grand Slam last year. And that match was brilliant. And instead now you've got this sort of messed up arguments backstage bullshit that gets in the way of watching some good wrestling or some good storylines or you know good crowds just a mess but yeah yeah another tournament mr process um uh yeah so but let's get into this tournament ted so we've got four yeah. people in it who do we think is going to win we've got brian danielson or jericho versus uh or moxley or sammy Guevara. so we've got brian danielson versus jericho i think this week and moxley versus sammy uh on rampage i think it is week after i think so who do you think is going to get into the final tez it's a tough one i mean i don't see sammy going through um just because it's against john moxley um, I don't really like Sammy Guevara. So on that side of things, I do see John Moxley going into the final. Uh, on the other side, it's tougher because I, I mean, I'd love to see an all uh, Blackpool Combat Club final, but yeah. I, I mean, you know, Jericho's beaten Danielson before. Um, I don't know, and um, Danielson doesn't seem to mind, you know, putting someone over. <laughs> So it's it's a tough one. I can't really pick between Jericho and Danielson going against Moxley in the final. What, what do you reckon? I think we're going to get Danielson versus Moxley. But Erratic yeah. Agent just said Sammy versus Jericho finger poke of Doom Part 2. 
Oh, Imagine that after all this. Imagine that. We're not WCW We're not guys, WCW. honestly. Yeah. Play as a finger poke. Um, That's man. it. We're gonna. Everyone's gonna lose the belts. We're gonna start from scratch. Who we got? We've got three ex-Fed guys and Sammy. Um, as much as Mox is an ex-Fed guy, he's a completely different guy now. Um, yeah. I think Brian Danielson. He's positive. He could be heel or babyface. Have some great wrestling matches. Uh, Brian Danielson is going to take this and he'll be in the final probably against Moxley and because Moxley beat him at uh, what's the what's the spring pay-per-view for AW Revolution they're the ones after, named after oh, Rudy yeah. Vegas songs yeah Moxley won a vacation and Jericho's going on tour <laughs> with Fozzie so I would think Brian Danielson's going to win and I'd like yeah. to see Brian Danielson as champion as much as I have enjoyed uh, Moxley being champion I think if he was to win this then Obviously, they didn't know when putting the belt on Punk that he'd get injured and then go apeshit on a press conference. But it would be like, what was the point of the, you know, the whole back and forth recently yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. with the winning the belt and losing it? So I do think that Danielson would be uh, a more interesting new champion. Um, but that being said, do you know what? As much as Jericho is a bit odd sometimes with his like pain maker or being a wizard. I wouldn't be adverse to him being champion again just because he, he normally finds a way to be entertaining. He's a very entertaining man. Yeah. He's got and a I... faction around him, build up the faction. I think yeah. he has planned his tour dates around Wednesdays. Sounds weird. Like, so he, he can still, um, you know, uh, do AEW Wednesdays and Fridays and pay-per-views. Okay. So then he tours over the weekend because AEW don't have house shows. So he could, he could, he could still be the, he could be the AEW champion. I mean, and you know what? They could actually you know the whole thing with sports entertainers. If he was champion, they they would not be able to help but take the piss out of the you know Roman being a part time champion and have him do things like I don't turn up on every week. I turn up when I want. You know, I'm the champion. It wouldn't surprise me if they sort of played that up. You know, that would be good. I think sports entertainer Jericho approach. would be a good champion. I think here with these guys running the faction around him. You know, the Jericho yeah. Appreciation Society, and maybe there's a little. But you don't want to see Sammy be babyface. No way. Oh fuck no! So when Sammy was partially babyface for that feud with Scorpio Sky, it was like he's not really. He's just broken into no. their uh, their dojo no. and smashed it up. No, like... we need Sammy to lose uh, this match against Moss. Sammy and Jericho don't go against each other. I do not want to see Sammy turn babyface. He's he's bloody rubbish. There, he's best as a no. as a heel. So um, Fran can get pack in there. He clearly doesn't have enough belts. Uh, franchise. If Jericho can win it, it will be down to Cobra Kai. Uh, you have to explain it when you call in later. And the Miguel, I saw a theory that Jericho would make a great ROH champion when they get a TV deal. That is true. That would mm. that would be really good. And um, Brian, I don't think we'll I don't think we'll mind losing the title to Max at full gear. Of course, that's the MJF thing. He has got that chip to cash in. And full yeah. gear is in New Jersey where MJF's from. And they have to, you know, they have to play up the thing that oh they're going to win because they're in their city. Yeah, and that's great. I love that when they do that. That's what's that's and it worked for WWE this weekend, didn't it? Last weekend in the home home country, everyone was behind uh, Drew and Sheamus. Did you see uh, that? Not that I'm interested star ratings, but that Sheamus mm. Gunther match got uh, five stars. It was Ooh, it was a good story. match, though, wasn't it? it? Oh, it was excellent. It was. I mean, there was quite a few matches that were were great on that card and um I, that was probably one of my favorites really i do think it was just really good the whole storytelling from it i mean gunter you could look at him <coughs> and go god he just slaps a lot or, or you know chops yeah, a lot yeah yeah but 
it's brutal. And uh, Sheamus, like, I mean, the standing sort of ovation after the match is incredible. And um, it kind of followed through. I, I just, I, I loved everything about their little feud. Um, yeah. yeah, great stuff. I thought it was brilliant. I agree. I'm um, back to Jericho hinted that he, with Cloudy, he'd never been an ROH champion. And uh, baby, if MJF is heel like his promo was leading to, he's cashing in on a face. It's going to be Mox or Brian Danielson. But they can't cash it in like a money in the bank, can they? That's not how that works. See, I didn't think so. But in his promo, he kind of said, I get a match anytime, anywhere. Yeah. And anytime, anywhere does sound very money in the bank because surely if that is part of having the chip, you'd wait till the chip. Imagine carrying around a chip all the time. Oh, I'm going to cash in this chip. That's <laughs> right, chip. At least the briefcase. You can carry around, sort of travel around. Hello, Sophia. Welcome. You can have your lunch in there. Lunch, you can have you your documents. Yep. Doc- con- resting yeah. contracts. Um, <laughs> wrestling pants. You know. Wrestling pants in there. It's tape for taping up your wrists. Money in the bank case. But a chip, you can't do anything with it. What could you do with a chip? Um, play frisbee with it, maybe. Yeah, not. maybe. Um, don't know. Sit on it. If you need to get a little bit higher <laughs> at a cinema, take it with you into the cinema. Could be, like, oh, yeah. There's a, little, a tall person in front of me. I'll put it underneath me and sit got on it. Got my chip with me. Bought my chip. What's that guy yeah. doing? Oh, bloody, I was going to sit in front. Oh, no, that guy, he's got the AEW chip. going to sit. Oh, shit, I can't see the screen now. <laughs> Crap. Um, I think we all need to see MJF as a champion. That'd be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? Forget all this stuff. MJF is champion. Um, and then we go, I'd love to see MJF as champ. MJF, the real people champ, and Bericles. That's what they are doing. So I think the um, general consensus is uh And is you MJF. know when he gets the belt, the next person who goes to feud with him, they won't be able to just get the usual, oh, it's Dynamite or Rampage, I'm going to have a title match out. No, it'll be like, no. If you want to get to MJF, you got to go through the entire um, retribution group I've got. Yeah. And, um, w Morrissey is going to be the last one so you probably have Ethan Page first or whatever and we'll have the five trials of retribution before yeah. you get to like, I'm sick of those like you want to get to me you've got to go through these people I'll first go through like, all these guys no I don't want to do that on. you've I've done that three or contract. four times now <laughs> yeah oh man but it's, it's interesting I don't mm. like the negative backstage I don't like it it's interesting to talk to it's interesting to talk about and look up and find out what happened but the thing I liked about AEW this last year is that it has been there's been moments of absolutely reigniting my wrestling fanhood more than anything has since you know I've been doing wrestling shows you know miniature stand back in the day and all this other stuff is wrestlers I've never seen I've you know really enjoy and all this other stuff and not that it's not gonna it's not that it's gonna stop but having too much of this negative muffin press scrum thing is is bullshit and I just hope we can just move move past it. I know we spoke about it on the show. All of us move past it as a wrestling community and just enjoy the product that AEW puts out. Because, you know, them being at um, Arthur Ashe Stadium for Grand Slam is going to be brilliant because it was great last year. And if that's a regular thing they keep doing every year, that's going to be awesome. And they're going to get a new champion crowned and that crowd will go bananas if it's Brian Danielson. That'd be really cool. I'm, you know, creating some positive vibes. <laughs> oh, so I've just seen franchise in the chat. Don't even read it out. <laughs> Podcast listeners... You haven't missed anything. <laughs> um, so, I mean, because franchises are so crazy, Tez, do we need to get a bit more serious? I think we need to get a bit more serious. We need to bring it down a we bit. We need to bring it down. So let's get a little bit let's get a little bit serious. And we will be back after this week's very serious wrestling probably. That one. And now, Ministry of Slam proudly presents a very serious wrestling promo. Hold on. Hold on. You don't get to retire here. You don't get that. Because I got to ask you 
a favour in front of God and in front of the whole world. Before AEW was a thing, before we filled this place up, it was Kenny, it was me, it was Matt, it was Nick, and it was Tony, and I put my name down on a piece of paper for our show next month in Jacksonville for Fight for the Fallen. You know what the match that I put my name down for was? It was myself and a partner of my choosing against what I think is the best tag team in the world of wrestling today, the Young Bucks. But Dustin, I don't need, I don't need a partner. I don't need, I don't need a friend. I need my older brother. AEW, double or nothing, 25th of the 5th, 2019. That was a promo from Cody Rhodes. Thank you. And that was a very serious wrestling promo. Thank you. Are you excited about the new Santa Claus uh, series coming out on Disney Plus in November? New Santa Claus series? Yeah, with Tim Allen's back as Santa Claus. That's very long, those Miley Cyrus, uh, Hannah Montana lines that I know you enjoy. You excited about that one? Tim, Tim uh, Allen's back as Santa Claus. I mean, I liked the first Santa Claus film when I was a child. Uh, I don't I don't watch Christmassy films. I'm not a very Christmassy person. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not, I'd, uh, I probably am a Scrooge. If someone goes, oh, let's put Christmas films on, I'm like, oh, yeah, great bullshit for an hour and a half. They're not great Christmas films. Uh, I don't know what we need to do though, Tez, as a joint review for Ministry of Marvel and Ministry of Horror. The mm. Marvel, uh, presents Wolfman, I think it is. It's like a horror Halloween show that's coming out on Disney Plus in just before Halloween. It's all, mm. check out the trailer of it and we'll do okay. it as a, as a, as a, uh, preview as a MOH Ministry of Marvel co-review thing, I think that'd be really good. Because uh, okay, it's very, it's, it's supposed to be a, a, like a horror Marvel, Marvel horror show. Wolf by Night, there you go. Berkeley's got it. Yeah, Wolf by Night. It's got Man Thing's debut in it as a as the MCU character. Man Thing. Mm. The hell is Man Thing? Yeah, but is you, that we, their version of Swamp Thing? A little bit, yeah. But we should definitely <laughs> do that as a as a co MOH. Shouldn't even Marvel try with that title. <laughs> no, that's, it's quite an old character. Um, but that'd be great, mate. We'd definitely do that. I think you'll enjoy it. Watch the trailer later on. I think you'll enjoy that trailer. It'd be good. Uh, and there'll be a Ministry of Marvel recording this week. Lots of stuff coming out of D23. So check that out, guys, and uh, click the join button. Also, all the bonus subscribe button here on the podcast feed if you listen on the podcast to unlock all the bonus shows like Ministry of Marvel on the podcast feed. And I'll be doing that. A show with Pete where he's made me a Daredevil helmet, which I haven't not debuted on Minute MOS yet, but it's right over here that I'm going to be wearing. A da- I've got a Daredevil helmet to wear and another show with Gareth as well. So there's lots of lots of Ministry of Marvel coming as well. But, uh, Tetch, should we get into this week in wrestling history? uh yeah let's do it let's do it this week in wrestling history go for it tez so september 14th 1999 vince is champion on an episode of smackdown vince mcmahon defeated triple h to become the new wwe champion 
The win made the then 54-year-old McMahon the oldest WWE champion in history. Ooh. He would go on to vacate the title the following Monday. Did you see? Was this right during your fan hit, Tez? I think this is probably a couple of months early because I think it was right near the end of the year. So um, I think I was aware of Vince having the title and then vacating it and thinking, what? What, um, what was the point in that? But no, I didn't see this. You didn't see it. Um, no. But so, what do you think? I mean, he's the oldest champion. Is, have you have you seen this in like in pre- like since with Stone Cold coming down kicking Triple H's ass and the crowd going bananas for it? And weirdly, like Linda McMahon comes in and she's just so shit at acting. Surely they should have just employed. They should have totally just employed like a wife for him, not the real, not the real. Uh, oh, you know that he would have loved auditioning a wife. He would have loved to audition a wife, mate. But I think they should have employed a wife for him because Give me like bark like a dog. <laughs> like she was so bad. She was so bad. Um, oh, he wasn't the final ECW champion to, uh, franchise. It was Christian or what? Was that? That wasn't Christian. What was that wasn't guy's it, name? Um, uh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Ezekiel Jackson. Jackson. Whatever happened to him? Oh, he was all right, actually. And he went into the core and then just... Oh, nothing. yeah. He did go into the core. Um, but, you know, the crowd... I mean, this was on SmackDown. Vince bleeding. Shane spears mm. China, I think. And there's a horrible unprotected chair shot to, to Shane on the head. It was pretty brutal. Um, but prime time. And but Vince... The thing I don't understand about Vince when you see him wrestle... Of course, he's not a real wrestler. He's so floppy. <laughs> you know, if you play, if you ever play a video game, they've got a ragdoll physique in it. Yeah, like, that's what Vince is like when he wrestles. Every time he's like, he flops around. He also takes the worst stunner as well. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's not. He's not nimble. I mean, he can. He can put on a show. He's a big showman. Mm. He does what's necessary, and he doesn't try to. He's not like. <clears throat> going out there trying to go well i can hang with the 25 year olds or whatever yeah um but yeah i, I never I, again i didn't watch this at the time and i'm aware of it from like you know wwe documentaries and stuff but i always just remember thinking what's the point in that like putting the title on yourself that seems like something wcw would do you know what's your favorite vince match if you've got one? Oh uh, god i think it was probably the was it the 2000 Royal Rumble or 1999 Royal Rumble? There was oh, really? one when he was in it and he was super protected. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I don't know why, but I always found that one quite entertaining. That's good. Mine's um Vince Hogan WrestleMania 19, uh, okay. and then he he's all been busted. He looks over the map. Here's Johnny. Here's Vince. You know, and he's oh, all got that. Was that. Good, yeah. that was good. That was really cool. Yeah, and Barclays Hogan at WrestleMania 19. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Wrestle Vince had his first match at 52, says my name as well. The Gruff. I remember Vince being ECW champion wearing a stupid do-rag on his head. God damn, I bet he loved destroying the ECW name. <laughs> uh, and they're all talking about, and the chat is talking about Ezekiel Jackson. Zeke was for a brief time ECW, uh, IC champ. And Fran briefly went to Impact with Big, was Big Rick in Lucha Underground. He had a couple of matches in WXW in Germany. Uh, Sefi's favourite Vince match was Steel Cage versus Steve Austin there we go let us know what your favourite match was Vince match was in chat guys next one Tez next one let's go this next is a good up, one September 11th 2000 a Nitro wedding Ooh. wedding bells were in the air on the go home edition of WCW Nitro for full brawl as David Flair was set to marry Stacey Keebler bloody hell he's punching um, <laughs> Rick Flair returned to Nitro for the first time in a month and pregnant Stacy revealed David Flair was not the father of her unborn child. Unbelievable! Later, it was revealed the pregnancy was false. Stacy, unbelievable! Did you see this, Tez? 
No. So with uh, with WCW, my only exposure to it was a friend had a couple of those VHSs where there was like a Goldberg one and a Sting one, like you yes. know, late 99, sort of 2000 time. And we used to get WCW on Sky, but it was on Bravo, the Bravo channel, which was like men and motors and like, oh, yeah, lads, lads, lads. And I'm sure it was like six months behind what was actually happening. So I caught glimpses of like the 2000s, uh, like early 2001 stuff. Yes. So I'm aware of David Flair and I'm aware that he's flip, flipping useless, but I don't think I ever saw this. This is terrible. So uh, David Flair comes down the ring and then he, he, he like Arn Anson comes down and starts giving him three tips. Like he's like, uh, the three tips, you know, save your money. And then when you go out and meet up, hook up with other women, your wife would be angry at you, but do that. Definitely do that. And then he says, <laughs> but when you come home, you know, use that money that you've saved from being out on the road. That'd be good for you too. Um, so that's a bit weird. It was sound great. advice. Carry a Glock as well. Yeah, carry a Glock. And then, and then um, Ric Flair comes out in Charlotte. So the crowd go bananas for him because, of course, he's in his home. I've been in this city for the most of my life. And he's doing a classic Ric Flair uh, promo and his son is absolutely terrible at, on the microphone. Um, and then all these coppers come down and then they say, you've got a restraining order against WCW, Ric Flair. Um, and then the coppers take Ric Flair out, which brought the crowd down. And then David, and the wedding's cancelled, but then David goes backstage and talks, let's try again, Stacey. And Stacey's like, oh, I don't want to. And then uh, they try the wedding again, and then Stacey reveals, but she can't, there's the microphone clip, where the microphone is on the, on the, the stand, the wedding stand, where the, the, the guy is... Um, oh, God. So, like, she, but she can't get the microphone off the clip, so she's trying to talk, and all the crowd can't hear her talking. So David's having to go, oh, this is, the, you don't want to get married? Uh, so yeah, she doesn't get married. She runs off. Heartbreak. Heartbreak for David Flair. Tez, no wonder he didn't want to stay in wrestling. No, he couldn't cope with it. He couldn't cope with the pain. As much as wrestling crossed over with reality with the CM Punk, uh, you know, um, CM Punk elite situation, I bet David Flair was hoping above hope. I think he was with her, actually, that, that reality would cross over with St- the storyline wrestler would hook up with uh, uh, Stacey Keebler. Or were they really together? I don't know. Oh, I mean, she ended up dating someone like George, George Clooney. Clooney a few years later. So I'm, I'm sure that her standards never dropped to David Flair level. I'm sure that this is purely storyline. <laughs> I don't know. You'd, ha- you'd expect so, because, I mean, he was a dweeb. Baby Ice, I miss the Nitro Girls. Did you ever like the Nitro Girls, Tez? Would they Never be allowed saw in 2022? Well, Never have, saw the Nitro Girls. If they're cheerleaders at American Football, they could have, they could have Nitro Girls, couldn't they? Not Nitro I Girls, wouldn't... Raw Girls. Or... They tried it in, in the NWA, yeah, TNA, they... didn't they? And put them in cages. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> like go-go dancers. <laughs> Stacey dated date, date, Test in real life. Oh. It's hope oh. for us all. It's Ed Berkley. <laughs> There we go. Next one, Ted's. Next one. Let's oh, yeah, because uh, Barclay said Tory Wilson was with Billy Kidman. Well, he did have jorts and a, and a wife, wife beat a you know, vest. That, that was way cool, in the, cool in the 90s, I guess. Punching above, aiming low. And way above. Raw, raw girls is something different. <laughs> yeah, raw girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> September 13th, 2011. Ric Flair's last, last match. Honestly, it's the last time. Um, at an Impact Wrestling taping at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, Sting defeated Ric Flair to earn a match against Hulk Hogan at Bound for Glory. Yeah! Now, just reading that out loud, like in 2011. Mate, it was just... awesome! <laughs> Why this match is so notable is that it was Flair's final ever wrestling match at the time of a 39-year in-ring career. So that's now, what, 40... 40... One, yeah, no, 39 50. plus 11, 50. 50, yeah, fuck 
I don't know why I can do maths and I work at accounts. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you seen this match test? Did we watch an impact at this time in 2011? This is Oh, God, was I? So I think around this time, I probably was more into my... Uh, I was probably flittering around with Impact because I know that there was a period where I was sort of on and off watching it. I definitely remember Joker Sting. I vaguely remember like Ric Flair, and I know Mick Foley was there for a little bit. Yeah. So I was on off watching Impact at this time. I hadn't fully stopped watching it yet, but I can't. I couldn't say I remember this match. Can't remember. This was on an Impact. Mm. It wasn't great. I mean, it was okay. Classic brass knuckles as a weapon. Now, oh yeah, why are knuckles made out of brass? I guess because brass is a bit softer. It must be quite expensive to make a, a weapon like that out of, out of brass, I get, I reckon. No. I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, does, easy to does the damage and it's lightweight, I guess. Put it on, put on your mantelpiece. Get the this blood off I won, it. I won the belt with these brass knuckles. I mean, you know, if they're sort of like iron knuckles. That sounds better, mm. though. The punch of my iron knuckles. Or brass knuckles. Um, but I digress. Uh, this was okay. <laughs> uh, I think that's the first time I ever used the term I digress. Um, well, there, we go. <laughs> there we go brilliant um there we go so i think this this match was all right mate it was on impact and it led to hogan versus sting and i think that was hogan's not last match last not last match he did wrestle in the uk but pretty much his last ever proper match on a pay-per-view and uh again hogan wins because the crowd well hogan lost but the crowd went mental at that uh he holds up and saved garrett bischoff who was the referee at that bound for glory all those years ago it's a great moment mate if you ever like the hulk hogan situation with the whole you know uh hulking up situation the crowd did love it in <laughs> philadelphia it was quite good at that bound for glory um but yeah that was this week in wrestling history mate hope mm, flair versus yeah. sting in impact impact had some massive wrestlers in there in their roster didn't they back then uh, they did they, ain't got they did you could argue to the detriment of uh the younger stars at times maybe but maybe at yeah. the same point the those guys drew money the you know cost the big money. stars cost money yeah well Hello, Eddie. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to the show. It's now time test for the 211 quiz. Are you ready? Uh, I do wonder if my time is up here. I've been very braggadocious. That's another big word for the MOS. Oh. Um, very braggadocious of my recent greatness, uh, God level. Um, He's got his abilities. God level greatness, I have to say. Yeah, but I do think, you know, that can only last so long. I feel with this how I do whenever I've played, like, pool or darts or any sort of thing i fluke fluke it and do well and i get incredibly cocky and then it all goes to shit very quickly and i feel it's got to happen sooner or later so oh this is, this, this is going to be a difficult one for you i feel so um yeah i i'll do my best but okay here we go so if you don't know what the 211 quiz is Tez has got two minutes, 11 seconds to guess the wrestler's birthday. That was born this week in wrestling history. Next week, it will swap and Tez will ask me. So, but here we go. Uh, the 211 quiz starts now. Born September 12th, 1960. This wrestler is more known for his tag team work. He headlined multiple pay-per-view events for WF, WCW, and World Champion, well, World Championship Wrestling, as we know, as I've just Mike said. Gennetti? No, he was born in Philadelphia in 1960 to Lithuanian parents, and he grew up in Minnesota, having to work for a living from a very early age. No chance, no, right? He wrestled. His he made his wrestling debut in November 1982, competing 
as a bike with a biker gimmick. Can't say what it's uh, called. Perry Saturn? No, 1982. He wrestled in the American and Japanese territories with a manager, Paul Ellering, for Georgia Championship oh, Hawk. Wrestling. Animal. You got it, Tess. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you got it, Tess. You got it. Where's the button? I was just thinking, like, I don't watch any of this era. I don't know what any of these. I've lost the button, Tess. Where's the button? I want my music. Play my music. <laughs> uh... No, that's it. Um, I can't find it. Oh, I've lost it, Tess. Oh, my God. I only appear on this you podcast for music. You got it, and you only got up to 1982, Tess. Unbelievable. I thought it would be hard for you. That was. I didn't know anything until he said Paul Ellering. But thank There can be only one. What a mate. Did it, mate. You're so much there better than at that. Unbelievable. <laughs> so good, so good. Well done, Tess. Well done. Unbelievable. <laughs> you got it from, I was talking about wrestling from 1982. Oh, no. You Look could be on, on turning years with that sort of knowledge. I mean, I'm very. No, I probably couldn't. I don't know any of the rest of us from that era, other than apparently the uh, Legion of Doom. Play my Tesco and full vampire. Play my damn music. <laughs> Unbelievable. I told you every time. Every time I win, my ego just gets bigger. Oh, I, I gotta get one next week. I need to get a button for that. I, I forgot because we haven't played that music for two weeks. Because we didn't do two eleven quiz. We were too busy doing wrestling talk from Cardiff. Um, but Tess, should we open up the phone lines? Let's open up the phone. There's lots of people in the chat. If anyone wants to phone in for for M West, there's so much wrestling to talk about. Phone lines are going to be opened. But um, before we open the phone lines, what you got coming up on M West this week, Tess? Uh... On Tuesday. (laughs) Don't know yet. Uh, I've got a few films to review. We're going to be looking at the news. Uh, I'm tempted to do a show on the so far the two films of Ari Aster, uh, who, if you don't know his name, he did Hereditary and he did Midsommar. Uh, two fairly recent big Ooh. horror films that are very kind of unique, divisive. So I think maybe have a look at those two because he does have a new one coming up. I think it's this year. Right. So I may do that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not settled yet. I might just see what else is happening. You know, that's uh, off point because we are getting closer and closer to spooky season. Oh, yeah. spooky season is coming, Tez. It's coming. coming. Up. Apparently, we're now in spooky season just because it's autumn. But as far I as I'm hear concerned, your spooky season rant on Tuesday, uh, yeah, on MOH. I'm like o- October. October is spooky season. I'm not going to complain because I complain about Christmas starting in November. So, but still, it's October. quite good. It's exciting though. I, I think autumn is my favorite time of the year. Yeah, autumn I'll going into winter I, I do yeah. I do like it the nights draw autumn in the and the leaves fall down all the trees start changing colour it's a great time of year and the gateway of more time opens up do some more mm. more streams more MOS network stuff and uh, yeah. I, I'm quite excited about the autumn season and I'm looking forward to it guys um, so remember if you're new here hit that like and subscribe and please if you're on that new Apple podcast feed like I was saying as well please review it because it's a new one so we need to get back into the algorithm on the uh, Apple podcasts so that'd be good so we've got two people in the waiting room Tez oh who we got should we go for, let's go for Bericles first my camera's gone weird I've got two necks again it always happens I don't know what's going on why does that happen to me Bericles is joining Tez oh, here we go hello there hey mate how you doing I'm good. I'm it's good. the host of Tony. Is Bericles? Yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, that's coming out this week. 
I was gonna I was gonna carry on and be like, oh, I forgot, I forgot totally, but uh, I, d- I didn't think it was that funny a joke after it the first time. So you've recorded ahead as well, haven't you? Anyway, oh, months away, months yeah. ahead. We're we're nearly at nineteen ninety. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, Gotta so, go back uh, in time. Yeah, we're in like I think I think the next show after the one we're doing now, which is before I forget, Clash of the Champions Seven, Guts and Glory. Oh, uh, Guts and Glory! What a great name. The next one should be. It takes place at an army base, so it's pretty cool. Which oh, really? Unique. It's outside. Uh, no, it's it's inside, but it's inside this really hot. It's like a gym. All oh, right. It's full of like drunken soldiers. Oh, brilliant! The crowd are mental. Oh, I look forward to that. That'd be good. Um, but yeah, uh, the next. I think Halloween is like two shows after that. Are so, you are you planning the release to come out during Halloween? Is that what you're trying to plan? Well, we can we can try that, but as we're going in order, you know, we, I can't remember exactly when the when the Halloween show is. You need to film a bonus show. What's that? So you got two shows. It's Halloween, so that'd be you. You'd be pretty much there, Barracles. You need some sort of mini bonus show in the middle. I can't. Then, I can't then tell. Uh, bang I it out, we, Halloween. What we're really releasing now is like episode eleven. I think Halloween's episode fifteen. Oh, so uh, it might be more closer to Christmas by the time. Oh no! Halloween. Oh no! But uh, what do you want to talk about, dude? Well, um, before before I forget as well, you speaking about uh, this day in wrestling history. Yeah. Uh, as it's a, a sort of mini turn years, I'll give you here, it takes place a long time from where we are in the timeline. So I want to talk about the the storyline for Stacey Keebler and David Flair. Go for you it. The original storyline plan. Was Ric Flair was the dad. Ric Flair was the father of Stacey's kid. And when they were doing paternity tests, it was going to turn out she was also his daughter oh man because you know Vince Russo <laughs> but that was the original plan before everyone was like what are you doing that's just nuts we're not doing that at all that's gross yeah it, it would have just been you have to pay a lot of money for that on certain websites nowadays yeah we just bring that <laughs> you know what I mean um yeah <laughs> right um yeah well that's just glad they didn't do that mate it's yeah exactly. so classic, well, they, did, they did stuff as bad just not as gross yeah that is pretty gross Gross indeed. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, the, the punk situation. How you feeling uh, about it a week later then, dude? He's not going to come back. You don't think? Do you not want to see him back? Do you, I, what, I what do you feel? See him back. I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather the, the Bucks and Kenny were gone than, mm. than punk. Right. I, they're not. They're just not my type of performers. They're, they're very athletic, but I don't think the in-ring storytelling is there. Right. If you know what I mean? For yeah. me in the style that I like to watch. But punk is... The world is against me, so fuck the world. Take That's it down. That's the kind of person he is. If he wasn't, he'd have gone back to the Fed within those seven years. Yeah. They, they, they certainly offered him money, but he's very much like, no, I'll, I'll burn this bridge because screw everyone. So either they'll have to pay off his contract... Or he'll take them to court. Plus the It's just shit, in it? What? Just fucking get over yourself, mate. That entire <laughs> rant... That entire rant was pre-planned. Yeah. Practiced. And you can you can hear this in... This isn't some... <laughs> some, um, some kind of... Somebody guessing, like Meltzer guessing or something. Pung actually says, like, Oh, who do you do improv with to this guy? Like, without prompting or anything. And he's like... Uh, that I'd know and he was like oh Colt Cabana yeah Colt Cabana I can't remember his real name and then he called him Scotty Goldman but that was his WWE name yeah uh, Scott Colton that's, and um, 
He says, "Do you like Scott?" And he's like, "No, we only see eye to eye." And you can, and Punk literally says to him, "Oh, you blew my spot. Now I'm just gonna have to go." And that, that's when he starts the rant. So this was planned weeks in advance, maybe. Mm. Like he, he, this was gonna happen. He even told some interviewer uh, before that, st- make sure you stay ahead for the um, for the press conference. But just to be devil's advocate, then let's be devil's advocate here. They they got their, they got three one million dollar gates, right? If that's the thing. So that's business has increased since Punk's been there. And these guys who haven't got that company in one million dollar gates, uh, for want of a better term, shooting on him on national TV, which nearly cost them a million dollar gate, right? So you can understand why he's a bit pissed off. And is it the company's fault for not helping him like sorting the situation out before it got to this point? Here's that, that's kind of where I am. It's kind of like, yeah, it's really bad for you to say these guys didn't do anything and don't know what they're doing. But it's also bad for you to not turn around and go, "Yo, hangman, what you want about doing that stuff in the mid in the middle of a in the middle of a thing when nobody knew what you're talking about?" Because nobody knew what he was talking about. Yeah, when he was, I like, remember that when he said that workers' rights and all that just before that match, yeah. I was like, "What is he going on about? It's got nothing to do with the match." You know, is it like, some faction Eddie, in, invading or something weird like that? Eddie Kingston is all has also been like, "Yeah, you're not like this backstage and all this other stuff." Yeah, but that's kind of Eddie Kingston's gimmick. Eddie Kingston's gimmick is disgruntled old man who doesn't care what he says. Yeah. It wasn't anything to do with Hangman's kind of thing at the time. So right. it's, it's bad on both sides. Getting into a fight is just, it's almost comical. Like the the two different sides where it's like, oh yeah, the, the elite kicked down my door. So we, we got into a fight. And then the elite side is, well, yeah, we knocked in his door. He started swinging at us. And Kenny just wanted to get his dog out of the way so the dog wouldn't get hurt. And it's like how many people bring dogs backstage to wrestling? Well, you, it must well, sting like dog poop. Dogs, you know. Harry was there because he 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 came out on the uh, the dog was there because he actually ran out he ran out to the ring before the show started. Right. Um, Kennel from hell match. Get him. Pardon. Kennel from hell match. Maybe. All, uh, God. <laughs> if one was enough, one was in fact more than enough. But yeah, this entire this entire situation, you've taken heat off MJF. I think they've done the best thing they can by just not talking about it but if i was a casual fan if i was like i watched that pay-per-view and then tuned into dynamite yeah i was like what's going on yeah why aren't the why aren't the elite trios champions anymore yeah why has nobody talked about cm punk what's going it's a bad look for that company oh massive yeah i i like part of me just wants them all to go because like the elite are supposed evps yeah yeah. Now, I don't know how much power they've actually got, but you keep hearing things like, you know, people aren't contacted before their contracts run out. Kenny's busy with the video game. Like, what the heck does Kenny Omega know about video games? About as much as I do. We both play video games. That's the extent of his knowledge. Yeah, but he's in a luxury position to maybe make it better because I would love to be in that situation with a game like, you know, Pro Evolution Soccer. So, like, that's great. If he is a true wrestling fan, wrestling video game fan, I'm down with that because some games don't do what the fans want. They just do things that make money. That makes sense? That makes sense? Yeah, well... So, so I can, you, if he's one of these... How class- do you know that it's going to be a lot smaller than people are hoping? There's not going to be any creator wrestler stuff on So there. don't plan, downplay yourself, Barry. If you want to go work for a computer game company, you can do it. You play nah, games. My my brother programs. It seems like a pain in the backside. Oh. So <laughs> my little brother, who's about six foot seven. So oh wow. Yeah, and you've seen my height the other week. So I'm yeah, the, yeah. I'm like yes, this is my little brother who towers over me. But um, yeah, the the whole punk situation is bad. WWE, 
I think they're going to plateau soon with like yes what they're what like the improvements they're making. I think that the growth is going to go like okay, so Roman's still the champ. What's happening? I think that's kind of where they're coming from. So we're, we're kind of getting you want a dog hunt reboot, baby ice. It sounds good as long as you can shoot the dog. I know, I know your stance on animal, animals in uh, video games, Lawrence, but yeah. that dog's the most annoying thing on earth. So. Yeah, don't don't shoot the dog. Uh, <laughs> I've only been for a bit, but I've got to go. Oh, bye, Eddie. Sorry, you've got to go, mate. Um, yeah, but dude, it's so, yeah. it's it's a, it's a bit shit, though, dude. We shouldn't be talking in about a, this. In an ideal world, they just calm down and they go back to work. Yeah. And they might be like, okay, I don't like you. You don't like me. But people are interested in this. We Let's can make money. some matches. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. But I don't think that's how punk works. I think he's like, I've got, I've got enough money. Screw you. Yeah. Bye. I think um, he's like that too. But you know, and you are right. You know, letting letting people go off on weird tangents where they shoot. At least he did that in. Uh, well, he he sort of did that against Hangman Page in the ring as well, though. Like that should have been his receipt. He shouldn't have gone off on one, on in the press conference to the extent he did. No, I know he shouldn't have done it. Because he just looked—he just looked like a petulant child. Yeah, um, I agree. Franz has said we haven't even mentioned how the WWE fed their tag teams to Braun. There, I agree. We haven't even spoke about Braun being back. Well, you know, if I wanted to see Wardlow, he's on AEW. Yeah, I shouldn't uh, have fed the tag teams to Braun. I, I agree. No, that tight division is now going to be booked like looks bad. I mean, Braun Strowman's an impressive-looking guy. But I really get the impression it's just like, well, we've got to, we can get a big guy to powerbomb people too. Yeah. Um, I liked his red trousers though. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, red's a, red's a good colour. That is good. I One like of that. My favourites. I like that. Um, but yeah, man, it's, um, what have you got coming up on turn years this week then, Barricades? Turn, turn years, as I said, it will be, uh, I've got some glory, Clash of the Champions 7. Yeah. It takes place on an army base on the 204th or 214th. Uh, birthday of the armed forces of the the, Ameri- the army in America. It's their right. birthday, so it's yep. a big celebration. The main event for this contest is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Terry Funk. It also features the debut of a rather infamous gimmick in WCW NWA history. Is Ricky Dragon Steamboat still champion at this time? No, no, he lost it to Flair. Ah. In- Good, good to know you keep him at the show. <laughs> he lost it to Flair last time. Last time oh, out. was it? Oh, I listened to yeah, one yeah. that is the, the two out of three falls match. That's the last time. Yeah, yeah. then the then the, the funk uh oh. the funk pole drove him and broke his neck. Oh that one. Oh damn. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, uh short but sweet reign for the dragon. Yeah. But he's now he's now in there against uh, Terry Funk. Oh that'd be good. Looking forward to that one. It's um it's not bad. It's not not a bad show. Well, some, it has an infamous gimmick in there. It's the turn of years, and I believe WCW debut of the Ding Dongs. Oh right, that'd be good. That's not the Bushwhack. That's not the Bushwhackers, though, is it? No, it's, they've gone it's now. WCW trying to do the Bushwhackers. Right. And okay. Very, 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 very bad. Because the sheep herders have gone, haven't they? Yeah, they 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 left quite some time ago now. Right. Uh, they they basically got to the finals of the tournament. And then we're like, yeah, we've signed for WBF, bye. <laughs> okay. So, uh, baby Ice, the Ding Dongs are iconic for the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, cool. All right, Barry, thanks for calling in. Ta-ra. 
I'll see you, guys, see you in a bit. We got. Um... See you, Tez. One day I'll beat you at a 211 quiz or at least win it at some point. I was faster than you today, but not by much. I mean, what's the fastest one I've ever got, Law? Is that beatable? Like, Six like, seconds. Like three words, you got it, I'm sure. Yeah, it's amazing. Knows loads about wrestling. <laughs> uh, did you guys see the reviews for the Bakery <clears throat> Park Punk Mansion? Yes, we have, Miguel. We've got that at the start of the show where we actually read out the reviews. Um, with some interesting bakery music. <laughs> um, if there, that is a thing. That is a that is a category of music, Miguel. Um, but thanks for calling in, Barracles. Appreciate it, brother. Ciao, guys. Cool. And uh, guys, do check out Turn Years. I, I missed that last show. I did upload it, but I remember it was like mad week leading up to Cardiff, so I didn't get a chance to to listen to it. So that's no excuse. I should have listened to it. Uh, I, I it's a really good show with uh, Bericles and Dave, and we uh, very much appreciate both those guys doing the show on the network. Uh, we've got Gruff in the waiting room. Tell we admit oh, Gruff. Here let's comes do it. The Gruff. And Anthony, if you want to try and call in again, the phone lines are free now. We'll get Gruff on the line and then you can call in again. I know you just tried to call in. Please do try again. Anthony, it'd be great to have you on the line. Uh, welcome to Gruff. Good evening. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good, mate. How are you do? doing? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm all good. We're good here. Uh, Tez, how are you now? Because I know you was a bit ill through the week. Yeah, I'm all right. I think I'm all right. I'm on the mend. You don't sound as rough, so that's no, just... I, I didn't. I didn't sound great on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. How are you? Uh, great. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, I just thought I'd call in and have a quick chat, really, because obviously I didn't get a chance to call in last week. So I know everyone was tired, and um, but yeah, I was just gonna, you know, kind of say, hasn't it been a bizarre week since mm. I last saw you guys? It's a crazy week for wrestling, mate. It's, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean. It's, it's true what people say, controversy creates cash, but this makes the company look really, really poor. Yes. In my opinion, anyway. Um, I, you know, kind of personally, I mean, I when Punk first came into it, um, I was one of the people that was like super, super excited. Super excited. Like, I remember getting really excited, you know, yeah, it was just amazing um but yeah i mean i must admit being quite a big punk you know kind of fan the last couple of months his matches haven't been brilliant but for me punk's always been really good on the mic rather than his actual in ring work yeah um but i must admit he does seem to he has had some pretty poor matches uh in my opinion but um yeah and i mean this whole thing with the title where you know, like he wins it, then he then they have to do the interim stuff, and then Moxley loses it, and then he wins it, and then people are stripped of it. It's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it doesn't, it's not a good sign. Not a good sign, is it? <laughs> no, it, it looks really bad. Like and like you said, if I know the majority of people probably read the internet and you know, kind of spoilers and stuff, but just look at it on kind of paper that they've gone from having this big huge event. There's been trios, champions crowned, a new heavyweight champ. And then like what you said, the next night, they're stripped of it with no clue of what is going on. It is, it's just crazy. Crazy times. It's a shame, dude. It's a bit messy, isn't massive it? Shame. Massive shame. Massive shame. I mean, for me, um, it, I kind of feel like I agree with some people where the company is taking a bit of a turn, and it has been for a while. Yeah um and this just sort of adds 
you know, kind of to it, really. But having said that, this week's episode, um, I thought was really good. It's the best episode of Dynamite. That was great. Yeah. For ages, ages and ages and ages. It was really good. And I think the Fed actually stagnated coming out of Clash of the Castle. I know you don't watch it too much. What's it? Have you? Has have you seen the clips? And have you seen the clips, Tez, of of uh, Carrying Cross putting? Um, oh God! They went black shit. and white. What was that? That about? was shit. I, I, I'd forgotten about have that. You seen obviously. it, <laughs> So basically, no, Drew, Drew's, Drew's squaring up Solo Sokoa, and um, and then all of a sudden, Car- what's it? What's it called? Cross. Cross, was it? He, got, he puts him in some sort of sleeper hold, choke hold maneuver, carrying cross his sleeper hold maneuver. I don't know what it's called. A and the screen, hold, cross hold, and the screen goes black and white. No blood, just goes black and white for some reason. Rubbish. That was so <laughs> shit. I'd forgotten about that completely. Like I said, WE, you're always getting, always getting really better now. And the man, the cross jacket, friend again. It's getting better. There's only three weeks of it getting better. There has been like 15 years of it being pretty pretty rubbish um just you know <laughs> and triple h was there it's not just all down to fins i don't think we need to think it's going to be amazing but it's actually rubbish a scarlet spooky powers turn the screen black and white okay maybe cross jacket is the moves the moves what do you think about that graph black a sudden black and white because of a finishing maneuver uh yeah i mean i can't say i got the bug to you know kind of coming out of clash of the castle i didn't think oh, i really want to watch raw and smackdown to be honest now you've said that but yeah that's i'm I don't really feel like I've missed anything. It's pretty, pretty weird, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, but there's plenty of people that enjoy it. So Yeah, loads know, of people did in, in Cardiff. Unbelievable. Let them do it. But I do feel like they massively missed out on an opportunity there by having Drew lose. Like, I do get what they're trying to go for with Rose. Yes. You know, that does make really good sense. I get it. But also, that could have been like a once-in-a-lifetime. That could have been amazing. Amazing, amazing for let if you know kind of druid one well like it's not it's not the same vibes as SummerSlam, is it 92 that's for sure no 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 definitely and um i was quite surprised because i remember saying to, uh uh you know kind of when i was there with tez that there it did feel kind of like a b show pay-per-view yeah. to me at least when when we would got um, our breath back from uh walking um up the mountain of steps yeah my head stopped spinning yeah <laughs> <laughs> got past the vertigo then yeah, we're able to have a chat yeah but um yeah it did yeah I, I mean i guess maybe i'm not in the right place to you know kind of criticize that because i don't really watch it but just in my opinion it did feel very much like a b show yeah um i'm not quite sure what i expected to be honest but that's just kind of the vibes i had by the time i'd left it just felt like i'd seen you know, kind of like a hair show or something, to be honest. Um, I mean, Edge's reaction when he came out was mental. Absolutely mental. When the, the crowd went crazy, I've never heard mm. anything like that in my life. Most positive um, energy that's ever been surrounding a Old Bridge song ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very that melancholy was, band. That was just <laughs> insane. And I must admit, for me, my personal, you know, kind of favourite match was a Seamus match. Yes. Um, I don't really have a clue who that other guy is, to be honest with you. Uh, so Gunter, das Ring it, says General. Lot, it says a lot that I don't really know him, but I still ended up coming out there thinking that match with those oh, yeah. two. That was really, really good match. Yeah. But what a strange time we're living in. We're living in a strange time, Gruff, very much so. Very strange time for the country, going through transition. Yeah. Yes. As they say on the news a lot. And we'll uh, transition... This week, 
with more wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that comic. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. You are welcome. Gruff gave um, me a I Ghostbusters know. Cross X Files comic that I'm going to talk about on Ministry of Marvel. So uh, check that out, guys. Oh, cool. cool, yeah. I know um, I did speak to Tez about the dog toy. The worth uh, of food is at my house. It was left in Meryl's yeah. bag. Yeah, yeah, I know. He said the Pooch of Horror didn't get his toy or snack. Did didn't he? get his scram. <laughs> no. He's inconsolable. He's, I know. Uh, Goodness he was me. barking off. I think you might have missed it earlier on. He, he barked off because he disagreed with, um, was it Robert in the chat? Yeah. You could say <laughs> Robert was barking up the wrong tree. Oh, no. There we go. Graf, thanks for calling in there. We've got a couple other people on the yeah. line. I'm going to let him in. No worries, Cheers, guys. brother. Good to, yeah, co- good yeah. to connect. I'll see you later, man. dude. We're going to let thanks, Anthony, Anthony in now, guys, because he has been trying to call in on and off. And he tried. Oh, he's gone. Oh. I was just about to let you in, Anthony. He just, just rung off. Uh, let's let the franchise in. And Anthony, if you get in the waiting room, we'll let you in afterwards, uh, if that's all right. But thanks for everyone's being here. Thanks for calling in, Gruff. That's good. Here comes, here comes the franchise. Get ready, Tez, for some nonsense. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. Here he is. It's the franchise. He's on the line. Welcome, franchise. How are you doing, guys? We are good, mate. How we are doing? good. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Good to have you here. Yeah, it's been an interesting week um, all around, so yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, Anthony's in the ch- in the, in the waiting room. If you wait there, Anthony, I'll let you in after franchise. It's cool. What do you want to talk about franchise? Well, let's see. It's like, I want to talk a few things, actually. Um, let's see about the whole CM Punk thing after we can. Um, NXT and You have to list out well. what you're going to talk about. Just tell us, go one by one. <laughs> Well, okay, CM Punk thing. Yeah, at the end of the day, the only thing I don't understand is who who wins out of all of this. Definitely not wrestling. Uh, you, you know, it's like um, it's like I, was, I said this to someone a while ago. Someone said, "When who wins when they win an argument? No wins in that scenario because at the end of the day, Punk doesn't win because it's it's damages credibility. At the end of the day, six months later, it makes me think um, what Triple H said on SmackDown all those years ago about CM Punk was right." And Maybe. it's sad that he doesn't. It's like he think he doesn't care CM Punk as much, which is a bit of a downside because he might go back to WWE, but then WWE can look at do they really want someone that toxic back in he, the environment? He won't go back, mate. He's made. He's made for money. I don't yeah. think you'll see him back. No, that's what I mean. I think it's one way. I think it's bad, but I'm hoping that Tony TK takes a light a life lesson from all this, and um, hopefully he he uh, grows some. Um, like Vince McMahon grapefruits and um, does something like um, and like knows where he's gone wrong and hopefully make a change for the company. Right, he's only learning, isn't he? We can't compare him to a guy who's been doing it for 40 years, but of course he is also a very successful businessman with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Fulham. So he does yeah. know how to man manage companies yeah, but, and put people media, in place to help him run it. A media thing is a bit like, yeah, so-so. But anyway, but NXT, I enjoyed watching NXT. I'm looking forward to NXT's first anniversary NXT 2.0. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's like, I wasn't originally, I was like so so on first about NXT 2.0 at the first, but as I'm getting into it, it's, I'm actually starting to enjoy it. Be interested to see who's going to win Superstar of the Year and some of the matches that have been announced for it. So, did, like, did you talking. feel NXT UK got done a bit dirty though in Worlds Collide? Mm, no, because mm. I think. I think you, you have to have a clean slate for NXT Europe. I, I think one way you, you could see that would look... 
I think you knew going in that Braun was going to win. Um, Braun Breaker was going to win the yeah the women's title. Like I think it's I was like with the women's title, I was surprised that they gave Mandy, which one way I think it was good anyway, because I saw her do a Shawn Michaels Playgirl pose. On with the two belts on. Of, co- of, of course you did. <laughs> if there's anyone on this network of, of community who comes in who's going to talk about how they saw Mandy Rose do the Shawn Michaels Playboy post, it's you, Franchise. Now, please give us a score out of 10 because we will not see that sort of content on here. We're a serious wrestling uh, uh, news site. Well, but I'd like to know point- your opinion on Mandy Rose's Playboy uh, post. What? 9.2? It was a 9.2? yeah <laughs> why did she what was what made it less than what was she use the point eight well it's because it was just the the angle of the picture should have been a bit more centralized instead of a bit sideways so that's how you got i had more um the probably the better picture i saw was the whole um nutty sister picture that she put on <laughs> she's Twitter, not even so. a wrestler let franchise if you want to start doing uh what franchise looks like podcast, how's her only fans yeah what's her only fact she signed up to one are you signed up to that Franchise? I can even confirm or deny those rumours. We, we want the answers, Franchise. Is her OnlyFans? Franchise. <laughs> Are, yeah. Is your OnlyFans <laughs> yeah. sign-up more than five? I can even confirm oh, or deny I can't believe it. He signed up for... Look, Tez, we need to start doing some nudie pictures because we've got a membership sort of thing going on here. He's not Fran- a member, is he? No, he's not. He's spending all, <laughs> spending all this money on all these fl- flipping lady wrestlers. Yeah, but- well, could... it's like, yeah, it's like the thing you said, like the tag team titles, like you had the both belts. I would like to see both belts, like literally the, the champions come out with <laughs> both belts. For the <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I pretty know. good. That's a very political answer. Just well done, mate. <laughs> I, like, I, like I like that. But I like to see, I like to see Mandy come out with both belts for a while and have both, uh, like both championships for a while, at least for the next couple of months. Uh, one, one question. Do you reckon, I didn't really pay attention to, to the promo because I was kind of skipping through SmackDown. But Toxic Attraction were on SmackDown this week. Yeah. Do, is is that them just as a tag team called up, or do you reckon it was a one-off? Have they left NXT now? I don't know. Um, I would like to see. I would like to see them come up because you need you need some depth in that um, tag team's women's division. Like yeah. I like Raquel Gonzalez. Like I've said, recover. I think she's like. I think she'd be a future world women's champion. But yeah. <clears throat> like I thought. <clears throat> sorry, I thought originally. I don't understand why you have an like for extreme rules. Why do you want to see Liv versus Ronda again? I would save that maybe till after Survivor Series at least. It's just like give Liv a bit of a time to as champion, but I'm not sure what people think of her. Like, yeah. <coughs> also, uh, as well, like, franchise. Hang on, Anthony, stay in the waiting room. We'll let you in after franchises finishes. Cool. Yeah, but I'm saying literally, it's like, I would rather see, like, I'm hoping that they're going to see NXT move up there. So maybe see Mandy in that uh, in the Survivor Series t- title picture soon and hope, because at the moment, I think Mandy's like, in the past year, she has been that, like that person in the division. But yeah. I think at the moment, that women's division at NXT has been on fire for the past year. But it'd be interesting who's going to be, who's going to take that title away from Mandy at the end. So I don't know. It's just, it'd be interesting to see. And it'd be good to see Mandy up on the main roster as well. Yeah. Franchise. No, I, I don't want to see Mandy on the main roster any, at the moment. Sorry. No, I, event, I, eventually. I, maybe, but it's like, uh, to be honest, I hope they do something good with Mandy instead of Braun Strowman's um, lackluster debut. So. Throw shade at no, Braun Strowman. No, but you know what? You know what I thought? You know what I think? I, you could use that amount of money to bring someone else up, but with Braun's, his debut, he, he literally. 
he didn't exactly deliver on his debut. He, he botched on his debut anyway, as you can see last he week. Fell over, so. yeah. yeah, but it's like... He ran over like, the whole like, tag division. Yeah. Could have done that with anyone. Could have ran over someone else, couldn't he? Yeah, but then on top of that, it's like the other big knees, like um, Mickey James is like kind of doing that um, gimmick of... Um, like Flair gimmick, yeah. Like literally coming up to fight all the people like up on the roster as well. If but, she loses, she's got to retire. Yeah, but one way, you just hope that the impact viewing roster, um, the viewing figures comes a bit up as well because it was a bit down last week. I think that's down to NFL and stuff. So <laughs> it'd be interesting to see. Fran the Cannon, Berkeley's caught. Berkeley's, you guys have to start your own OnlyFans. <laughs> if you want to get franchises money, all these back end references from the start of the show make, make sense now. Nice one, Fran. Uh, for franchise, what have you eaten this week? Let us know. Here we go. You ready? Okay. Let's go. Well, as a baby ice was like saying, I was um, I had like a buffalo chicken sandwich with all the timmies and I there, and also because of her Majesty the Queen, like in honor of her, I had a marmalade sandwich as well because it was uh, one of her favorite ones. That's my sandwich of the week. Marmalade mm. sandwich. Yeah. That's and fair. buffalo chicken. And buffalo chicken from a well-known uh, fast of bread food franchise. Thing. Well, it's quite nice with all the trimmings. It's brand new, so something different. Yummy, <laughs> yummy. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, franchise. Thank you for calling in, mate. I appreciate it. And yeah. uh, you know, if you ever want to write a blog about your experiences with any fans, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just want to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm perfectly willing to give you that space. We want to, you know. Yeah, but, but oh, before you go, hang on. You want to know about why Jericho, like Thingy, was uh, why this thing Jericho might win? Go for it. Um, because if I don't know, spoiler alert. If anyone's watched Cobra Kai season five, is one of the characters. Um, you see, you hear Jericho's theme song. Oh, yeah. yeah. The theme, so. I was thinking, I've not watched the finale yet. No, it, it's you, you enjoy. And Jericho it. joins Cobra Kai with Terry Silver. Season, next season, I can see it. You'd be seeing it. It'd be one of the senseis. I'm calling it now. No, I know what's happening next season, and we need to talk about that on the Cobra Kai show. Uh, but <laughs> there we go. No, it's one franchise check. Thanks for calling in. See you later, then. Bye. You later, Bye. Yeah, bye. Anthony, if you want to try and call in again, uh, please do. The phone lines are, are completely clear now if you want to try again. He has been trying to call on and off since since um during all the calls so the phone lines are clear so if you call in now i will let you straight in so um ted's a lot of calls a lot of people mm. in the chat it's good thank you for everyone for being here tonight it's good we've got a lot of stuff going on uh, like i said oh there's anthony's in the chat let's let them in here he comes anthony's joining tez i nearly pressed the end stream button there that was not oh, good oh no that would have been awful or end recording but anthony's joining is his microphone connected yet he's Ooh. joining he's not joined yet tez He's coming in. Trying to join. Is your is your microphone there, Anthony? Can you hear us? He's there. Hello, Hello Anthony. can you hear me? Well, can you hear me? We can. Welcome he's to the there. show, Anthony. Good to have you here. It's been a while. How are you guys? We are doing great, Anthony. Great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I I missed your show last weekend. Uh, the weekend before too. The he's... weekend before, I was celebrating my birthday. Oh, happy and birthday! Last weekend, I... yeah. Oh, honestly, this birthday. whole situation with. I think Punk is in the right for what he said. When you have these these EVPs that don't have any experience in the executive setting, barging into a locker room and getting physical with... I think Punk has a right to defend himself. These guys went at him aggressively, so he had the That's right true. to defend himself, in my honest opinion. Yeah. Like, 
So, and, and you guys have to agree, when you're an executive of a company, you have to show a little bit of class and restraint and not like get physical with your talent in the locker room and stuff like that. Agreed. Yeah, they shouldn't, they shouldn't, they shouldn't have done that either. That's why they've been suspended. It's not all on punk. I think the, the, the vibe of the wrestling community seems to be that it's punk's a lot to blame here. But, you know, those guys got physical and we don't know. <laughs> we, we weren't there, but it's all hearsay, isn't it? That's the trouble. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and this is the issue. Also, when it comes to the booking specifically and Tony having already uh, uh, with this issue with Thunder Rosa saying he, he, sh he, him and the Bucks are showing favoritism to Britt Baker and letting her go out there without any, any oversight and saying whatever she wants in the promo yeah, and stuff like that. And Thunder Rosa actually said in an interview recently that she actually told Tony during the meeting, don't allow Britt Baker to say certain things. And then she still goes out there. Do you guys think that's favoritism and BS? And that's why you see a lot of the talents now asking for releases that they feel that Tony Khan and the Bucks are giving favor favoritism booking to their, their group of friends. And if you're not with their group of friends, you get BS booking and stuff like that. Is it, is it, is it group of friends or is it who's to use a famous term best for business? Who makes more money? Who sells more merch? And Britt Baker does not make more money. Like she doesn't, I'm just um, talking about over the whole whole situation, you know, the whole company, not just this Brit situation. You know, the, the people who make more money and, and pop more ratings will, will always have favoritism with any type of business. No, no, it, no. For me, it's more about who you, who you're, if you're in with the Bucks and Kenny, you get that, that favoritism booking. I want Tez's opinions on this. Is Tez there? Yeah. I am here, yeah. Um, do you know what? I do kind of... Uh... Uh, agree with you so like we said earlier with the media scrum tony khan came across like a little bit of a bitch because he just sat there nodding and nodding away especially on things where it's just like it, if you're nodding it looks yeah, like you yeah. agree with it um and uh yeah if this is where as much as you know vince what, bad bad things you know allegedly reportedly whatever you need to have that kind of figurehead at the top that is just the authority you know to not put a spin on it um and there's been these comments in the past about all elite wrestling being all friends wrestling in terms of you know if you're chummy with the right people you get the right sway and i think if thunder rosa has said like i don't want this being said about it if tony agrees with that he should say okay yes brit you're not saying this but if he doesn't agree with it and he's going to let brit say so well actually no we're going to go with this because this is what I want the storyline to be. At the end of the day, when it comes to the whole Britt Baker situation, the whole sandbagging thing we talked about a little while ago with the whole like yeah. thunderstorm sandbag and the sandbag stuff from Twitter, I thought that was all kind of BS because they're kind of insidery terms, which they're like, oh, let's put it on a T-shirt and make money from it. So I do kind of think that Tony Khan, on appearance, seems to be... I'm super chummy. We're friends. I'm I'm hugging all the wrestlers at media scrums. And to yes. me, I'm like, you you can be pally with people you work with. Of course, you can be pally with your boss. But at the end of the day, there should be that line of, you know, I'm, I'm your boss. You're the employee. I'm running things. But it does more and often I than not that, seem and, like and, they're running. And, and I say this on other chats. 
T- Tony Khan is the is the mark at the highest level. You shouldn't be a mark like that and own a company. You should be like a Vince McMahon who eliminating the stuff that is he's accused of and stuff like that. Eliminating that stuff. The guy was a dictator. You had to. You had to. Oh, uh, what what's the term? You had to be. You had to be right down the middle. You couldn't impartial. favor certain people. Yeah, partial. Yeah. Tony doesn't seem very impartial. This, I'm starting to compare them to East WCW in terms of the lack of inconsistency in booking and allowing people to con- control the booking because of who their friends are and stuff like that. When you have, when you, and this is what happens when you allow your your company bringing independent guys in the company that don't have a track record of being at the highest levels of booking to be your EVPs of booking and stuff like that. Do you guys agree? Am I being harsh on AEW? Or- I, I, I just have to be devil's advocate here, uh, Anthony, is the fact that these guys have all been suspended. It's not that they were there and the t- belts were taken off them. He has put the hammer down on them. Uh, no, until recent, until now, he let them run, run roughshod over booking, is what I'm saying. Look at how horrible the... Horrible! The tag team division has been booked. They wanted to, they wanted to give themselves the the titles and stuff like that, and they basically gloss over a guy, a team like FTR to get, and uh, they basically don't give FTR and uh, what's it called, the Pen- Pentagon, the Lucha Brothers, a fair run. They basically only give them maybe. A couple of months, and they basically almost lose every match, non-title match, and even the top matches and stuff like that. They have to win by disqualification in order for them to actually retain the titles, which is not the point of a face team. Am I correct? Yeah, you're the, correct the about a face, face team. team. Yeah, I no, feel so- I thought FTI had their own path, didn't they? Because they've done the ROH and New Japan stuff. So and the Briscoe no, matches. No, but but but. But they never. The reason why they do, they actually said an interview recently. The reason why they're doing that is because they never got a fair shot at the, uh, uh the titles, one on one with w- when the young bucks were the champions. They would basically get overlooked for a team like Jungle Boy, when when Jungle when Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus weren't the top team in the rankings. They would get over. Uh, FTR was number one for a few months, and they would get yeah. overlooked for get overlooked for a team like Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy to, and they would become the n- number one contenders and stuff like that. That's that's what pisses me off about this. They, we, this is when you have this is what happens when you have guys who don't have experience booking at the highest level in the business and stuff like that. This is what happens. They, they want to favor their friends instead of doing what's right for business and stuff like that. I, I'm sure a lot of this will come out in, in, in time, Anthony. Um, 
But does this you guys stuff agree that... with the comparison to WCW in terms of the booking? Uh, there is, there is talk. You've heard of the time when Bischoff used to hang around with the boys backstage in WCW, and there was that. There was the the guys who were, you know the NWO guys basically with Bischoff, wasn't there? And the Goldbergs, everyone was with Bischoff, and the undercard were not happy. So there could be those vibes now. I'm sure. You know, as we've heard from all these other wrestling podcasts uh, that all the wrestlers do, that these these stories will eventually come out. They they one hundred percent will come out, and we'll find out about them. The question is, does these situations take away from your enjoyment of AEW, or do you still will you stop watching it because of this, or will you keep watching it? Uh, uh, for me, I don't care about the business side of it, but the booking is what pisses me off. Right, the inconsistent booking is what's gonna turn me away from from AEW the unfair treatment just because you're not friends with them and stuff like that do you think because FTR aren't in the game this is just throwing some shit against the wall we'll see if it sticks FTR are not supposed to be in the game does that go along with your vibes that they're not in with the boys because obviously Kenny's uh, one of the main executives on the game and yeah yes yes that that goes into my my theory I'm not this is not a conspiracy it's proven fact at the track record of their booking. Look who they favor, like who they had win the titles the past few years. That in terms of the Moxley was the exception. Moxley was the exception because I don't think Moxley gets along with those guys really and stuff yeah. like that. The guy's a loner. Um, I have a question for you guys. When it comes to this whole, uh, do you think eventually Tony might allow? more experienced guys like a uh, William Regal or JR to get, give more input in the meetings is because it seems like he's giving input to guys who don't have experience in, in booking. Well, I don't think you'll do have JR because JR done the same thing. Like the week before um, all out, he was throwing the company under the bus and the length of the pay-per-view and the amount of matches on the cards. You know, he's their <laughs> lead, lead announcer. He's not supposed to do that either. So I don't think oh, God, it's going to be an eight hour pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, I don't think JR would do it, but maybe someone like Regal, Regal would be no. very interested in that. Yeah, and, and this is a question. How long? How how long do you think the honeymoon period for Triple H lasts before the fans start criticizing his booking? I think they've already like, started it this week with the tag team thing, the black, the weird black and white thing with Karrion Cross. You know, um... no, that see, I don't criticize Karrion Cross for that black and Triple H because that's something he was doing in NXT, so he was transitioning something that was in NXT. But he would. It's weird though, in the middle of a match to go black and white. It's not like it's a paranormal power. It's just a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't watch yeah. a lot of NXT back when Karrion Cross was there, and it's just a bit weird. It takes you like, why are they doing that? You don't not seeing the brutal attack. You just like, so, is it so and, and this is a booking, a booking thing because I, I've, I've said this multiple times. I think this whole Dominic joining Judgment Day is a smokescreen, and what's really happening backstage is Triple H is waiting till Legato comes in. And they're they're the ones that convinced Dominic to turn on his father, and he's the one. He's a he's joining them when they join join the main roster. Is that? Ooh. I think oh, Dom, got, I think Dom just loves Rhea. Yeah, I think it's all about Dom is Rhea. a sub for Rhea. Yeah, sorry, Anthony. I think no, it's all no, about Rhea. No, she no. made him a man. She said it on a promo. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought Dom's married. Is he? He's like yeah, he has 15, a kid, isn't he? Dominic, Dominic, Dominic is it has has a, a, a kid. What? Unbelievable! Does does his wife know about Rhea? 
Because this is and unbelievable. Rhea, Rhea, I think, is lesbian. Rhea's le- a lesbian. Well, I'm just following WWE storylines, and now I don't know what goes on backstage. Just seems that Dom quite likes Rhea. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I thought you were talking about the stuff backstage too. No, but do you do you think my storyline is a little bit too convoluted, or you think that that is actually happening with Dominic? Maybe I uh, the the Rhea thing I can understand, but his he fits more with Legato than Judgment Day, to be honest. Like the the way he's acting is like Latino Heat Eddie Guerrero. And now like, he's growing that mullet out. I mean, you know, anyone who has a mullet and a li- he needs to grow a little evil moustache like Tez does for Evil Tez. Um, <laughs> and then we could get Evil Dom. That'd be quite good. <laughs> is it just me? Is it just me? Or do you guys see it too? Every every month, he's starting to look more and more like Eddie. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Eddie Ray. is his dad. Unbelievable. Uh, wrestling, wrestling swerved us. It's the biggest swerve ever. 50. One day when he can grow facial hair, he'll get the Eddie uh, goatee as well. I want a DNA test, Triple H. Pay for it. <laughs> I want... Have a good day, guys. Oh, thank you, Anthony. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks for calling in, brother. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Oh, by the way, before I go, I send prayers to you guys for losing the queen. Oh, thank you, mate. Thank you. The country is in mourning. Cheers, brother. <laughs> okay, bye. Cheers, mate. Have boy. a good day. Yeah. Bye-bye. There we go, Tez. That was Anthony calling in all the way from America. My camera is is too weird. I've got double neck thing again going on. It's weird. I don't know what that happens. Oh, cool. It's a bit weird. Um, it's quite cool though. Maybe we could do it for the Halloween show. Two heads. Two heads are better than one, Tez. <laughs> um, but what, Tez? I think we've come to the end of the MOS for this week. I think week. so. It's been a good show, Tez. Chat's been popping yeah. off. Thank you very much, everybody who joined us here. We really much appreciate it. Now, I'm going to put this out to the poll. Uh, uh, or I did just throwing this one out here, Tez, and a live reaction from you. So, of course, I've been working on the website behind mm. the scenes. Mm. Um, back-end stuff, as we said earlier on. Mm-hmm. And a little while ago, while we were live on the air about a year ago, I bought two websites. And mm. I think what we could do for these two websites and have it as the home, the website be these website names the home of the MOS network i think it's good for the seo so i'm gonna first to you tez and live mm. in chat and people on the podcast i've got two websites one is wrestlingwins.com and the other one is the wrestlingarena.com so they could all be wrestling rings wrestlingwins.com the home of the MOS network or the wrestlingarena.com the home of the MOS network both go daddy phone me up and said they're worth a lot of money because the seo is quite high good purchase for 10 pounds mm. which one do you think tez Neither. I, I, I prefer wrestling wins. <laughs> Wrestlingwins.com. Nice short, yeah. Okay. GoDaddy actually phoned me up last weekend. We're like, uh, Mr. K, so are you using these websites? We've just uh, done our SEO test and they're worth quite a lot of money. Oh. <laughs> Which is great. They, I, I also own one that is coffeegarden.com. And they were like, that's worth lots of money too. God damn. Yeah. You're becoming a bit of a uh, website mobile. Buy websites, guys. It's a good way to do it. But retrobmws.com. Buy that. <laughs> I don't know. But no, maybe that's just an idea and just throwing it out there. So if anyone wants to see what everyone thinks, but I think that could be a good way to link it rather than podcastpage.io forward slash MOS network. That doesn't really work very well. With the whole string of numbers after <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, two loads of numbers. Geocities.com forward slash uh, wrestlingpodcast.com. No, but maybe that'd be an idea. We're going to talk about that. But uh, Fran, get Fran, which is website. We could do that as well. He should buy it though. <laughs> you know, stop spending money on his bloody OnlyFans. And get a fan, which is a website. But Tez, we've come to the end of another yeah. MOS. Thanks, dude. We it's have. Fun. We have, yeah. I, uh, I I feel a little bit more energized than probably Tuesday evening after like a four or five day <laughs> wrestling content viewing creation 
you know, thing. So yeah, it's been good. Been good chat. Good stuff. It's, to, it's good been show. a good show, brother. And um, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. Like we said, we have got uh, the show being the podcast feed. And podcast, this is obviously, if you've seen this, you know the podcast feed is on Apple. We've got a new Apple feed. So please do hit the uh, subscribe button and give this show five stars on Apple. That will help us out a lot. Also, Spotify, there's also subscriptions on both podcasts for Apple and Spotify. And that's the way you can support the MOS network. We're getting bonus shows via those two platforms, which you might not ever come and join us on YouTube, but if you do join us on those platforms, it's a way you can support the MOS network easily through those platforms on your Apple or your Spotify. And it helps us out a lot. And we've also got lots of other shows coming up. The Ministry of Horror is on Tuesday. We've got Turn Years Thursday, probably some game streams and Ministry of Marvel coming up this week. Lots of great stuff like that, which would be good fun, Tez. I think it's, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. I don't think we've got six podcasts. It's Ministry of Dragons coming out this week, Tez. Uh, that'll be Saturday, yeah. We'll record in the week, late in the week, uh, a little discussion on, I guess it's tonight's or tomorrow morning's episode of uh, of House of the Dragon. Wow. So yeah, we did uh, we did the second episode about episode three last week. So yeah, probably about Saturday you'll, uh, you'll check get it out in the feeds. Dragons. It's in there. And um, also, guys, thank you very much for supporting the OS Network. Uh, it's growing and we're connecting with people. If you're listening in Indonesia, welcome to the show. If you're listening in Australia, welcome to the show. If you're listening in Ireland, thank you very much, guys. You got us into the top three of the Irish Wrestling Podcast charts this week, which is very cool. So thank you very much to everyone who's discovering the MOS Network. If you're in the Cardiff and you've got one of our flies, welcome to the MOS Network. It's good to have you guys here. And uh, anyone who is new, thank you very much, guys. All the positive vibes to you all. You create a lot of good vibes for us. And uh, we're going to end the poll, Tez. We were in a poll. Mm. Who will win the AEW World Title at Grand Slam? We had Moxley, Sammy Vara, Jericho, and Brian Danielson. And 55% of the votes went for John Moxley, Tez. Ooh, not Sammy Guevara. Not Sammy Guevara. It was John Moxley, 55, Sammy, 10, Chris Jericho, 13, and Brian Danielson, 23%. So that's the end of the poll there, Tez. So, yeah. Tez, thank you very much for everyone being there. Thank you, brother. Thank you for everything you do. No, thank you for everything that you do. It's great. And uh, we've been a great community here. If you uh, want to come and join the Discord podcast, listeners, please do. All the links are in this podcast feed just below. Click that link and you'll be taken directly there. Much love, everybody. Good night. Positive vibes to you all. And, uh, oh, I'll tell you what I need to do. Sorry. I need to read the memberships because we've got to say thank you to everyone who is a member as well. We've got to make sure we do that. So I haven't done it yet. So thank you to every single member who is part of this MOS network. We want to thank the Gruff, Bericles Corner, Merrill, John Lowry, Dan from Chicago, the legend of four chords, Gareth, Unexplained Possibilities, TV from Finland, Snap Fiddler Productions, Rick Moran, Erratic Agent, The Miguel, Sophia Dracul, Thor, and Daniel Skeets, who signed up tonight for the MOS memberships. Thank you very much, guys. And if you do sign up for the members, your name does get into these credits. So thank you for watching, guys. Much love. Bye-bye, Tez. Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>